Man, this video equipment is something. It seemed to be all the rage last year. I don't know. I don't know why I bought it, but no matter. Time to set up a place of new world online. Notice you must read the terms and conditions before continuing. Okay. Warning. The following game you're about to play may contain language and content that is not suitable for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. There may be spoilers about for the contents of New World Online, Bofury, as well as any other IPs, so be very careful if there's something you haven't watched yet. Okay. The views and opinions expressed are those of the players in section and does not reflect the views of New World Online. All online interactions are not rated by the ESRB. Are you winning, son? No, Dad. Alright, then. Okay, now that that's out of the way. Alright, choose class. Great shielder. Yeah, it looks like a great class to start with. Choose username. I can't use my real name, so I'll take the name of the greatest player in history. Levi Jenkins! Uh, name already in use. What? Alright then, how about Maple? Name already in use. Chrome? Name already in use. How about Jamstar? Name accepted. Perfect! Now it's time to start this baby up. Leg start! And welcome to Dub Talk, where we cover the latest and greatest in anime dubs. I'm your guild master, Jamal, and with me on this grand adventure tonight are my two guildmates, Andrew. So, uh, have you noticed the new bug patch? Like, things are patched in, but as it turns out, if you do things in this particular order, it's going to corrupt your save file, and it's also going to straight up, like, fall through the floor. Lot of bug fixes to work in. Yeah. And next to him is the Maple to a Sally, Steph. I legit thought for a second there when he was talking about bugs. The minor bug problem we have in our apartment currently! No, I was trying to do a thing in character, like the fact that let's let's be real, we are working with a particularly clunky bit of software. That's what we're working with tonight. I mean when you sure, but we also have for some weird reason, little centipedes occasionally we've been finding in our apartment. So. Oh, good God. When oh, you said yeah. bugs, when you said bugs, I thought you could break up the ladybugs Maple kept eating in the show. No. <laughs> ah, nope. See, like, the bugs in this are adorable, but also... The bugs in our apartment are not adorable. I don't care for those. I would patch them out of here completely if I could. Oh, Get no some raid. They will help you. Get mm. some raid. Speaking of, raid, say. speaking of raids, speaking of raids, and tonight we are on a quest to cover the dub of both of me. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Your uh, typical, your typical long ass light novel title, ladies and gentlemen. Surprisingly, I Bofuri I thought was one a pretty long one. We are hitting that point where it is becoming a competition. 
Like, oh, it, it feels like we're hitting that point where it's like, can this fit on a single line on a Word doc? <laughs> they oh, they also do that to help get straight to the point. To which, if you want to know a synopsis of this show, is she the game's last boss? Though she doesn't play many MMOs, Maple either has a natural talent or impossibly good luck. Because by point, every last stat point she has to vitality, she's created a character who can't be hurt. Whether it's physical attacks or magic status, magical status effects, nothing poses a real threat. In no time at all, news spreads across the server about the adorable terror who can't be defeated. While Maple may just be having fun, her broken build is sure to attract lots of unexpected attention. Adorable terror is an understatement. <laughs> By God, yeah. it's just, she's not even trying. No, she's not even trying. And she continually breaks the goddamn game. Like, she is, the way I can describe Maple is that she is cute and unassuming, but she is a god slayer through and through. <laughs> if I was yeah. to compare Maple to anybody, Kirby. Maple? Kirby? Yes. Because Kirby is a pink, round, huggable, lovable fluffball. Uh-huh. Has like 20 plus abilities. Uh-huh. A giant appetite. Uh-huh. And has canonically killed gods. Yeah, kind of funny you mentioned Kirby because I see a lot of dub faces in the Maple Gill Tree when she shows off her new abilities. And I think Ness from Earthbound. Because that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> I mean, at this point, what else could she get into? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It's a lot, clearly. Just kind of. In the span of, what, 12 episodes this is? I think the best part is that she is not taking this too seriously. Oh, no. She's having the time of her life. She's just like, I'm going to make friends. We're going to have a fun time. And I'm going to play the game. You can tell, like, hey, she's not- Hey, I'm not gonna get hurt, though. Cool! Yeah. Yeah, you know, because her broken build, is, it'll take every ounce the creators have to, like, make sure, like, she- <laughs> They nerf her as much as they can, but at the same time, well, keep everything- See, uh, see, fuck. they try to nerf her as much as they can, and then she just finds more random shit to get into. Well, at least she's not malware. Speaking of bad will, it took a fucking long time to cover this dub, man. Like, because <laughs> yeah. we wanted to cover I've... it much earlier, but I know oh, you wanted yeah. to wait until the physical release because reasons. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so here's what happened. I'll be brief. Okay. So this started as a cyber dub in January. By March, the world shut down. Mm-hmm. Shit happened, and for the next six months, we were out. Right. Up until uh, August. That's when the dub started coming back, but at that point, people started recording from home. The re- One of the reasons I wanted to wait for a physical release to do this was because the credits I had jotted down were from the Funimation Forbes, and as you've, as people no doubt have known lately, the Funimation Forbes have shut down. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They were originally posting some cast credits for a bit on the Funimation Forums before they decided that they were going to discontinue the forums. So I could not do anything until I got my hands on the release, which came out in March, but more on that, final thoughts. 
But let's start as we always do with our ADR directed scriptwriter. Heck yeah! You, you need a good director when you're leading a big game project like this. No, no, no. It's not you need an ADR director. You need a good director. You need a great guild master. You need a, you need great, a great guild master. Because otherwise you're going to make or break your build. Yep, and this is a surprise one, honestly. It is, yes. actually. A very pleasant I'm going to save the surprise for last, but right now let's start out with our guild mates first. Just three script writers, a director, and an assistant director. One point double duty. For our main script writer, we have Kristen McGuire, who's written other stuff such as Interviews of Monster Girls, Magical Girl Racing Project, and the master of Ragnarok and Blessed Idehar for no re other reason than to say Idehar. <laughs> I'm about to say. See, I see Jamal, Jamal, if you're going to commit to saying that, you have to say it exactly five times now. Oh, no. <laughs> I hear her, 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 I hear her. I merely, 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 I out there, let's go. Yo, give me that fucking remix, dog. <laughs> Look, I could go, I could Fun. do it all night long, but we let's not. I'm about okay? to say, I'm about yeah. to say, wait, 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 wait. That's that's Lil Wayne, right? I think. Yeah. Okay, I'm about to say, I'm like Amelia. Amelia's Lil Wayne, right? <laughs> I get my rappers mixed up sometimes, <laughs> and I don't know hip hop very well either. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. Anyway, she's also pulling double duties. Our assistant ADR director for episodes 10 and 11. She's also directed stuff such as Gamers, Citrus, and Tsukigaki Ray. Uh, our other two scriptwriters for episode 7, we have Emily Neves, who's written for Planetarian, Pop Team Epic, and Trinity 7. And for episode 12, we have Caitlin Barr, who's written for other shows such as Africa Saturday Man, Black Clover, and Zombieland Saga. Yay. Now, now, ADR director. However, this is this is a new name we haven't talked about. Well, we have, but as an assistant, but she's making her debut on the grand stage here. Yeah. Our ADR director is Natalie Rose. Yay! Who? She's also director herself. She's only credited in one other show as an ADR director. That's for episode three of Ulysses, John the Ark, and the Alchemist Knight. But she's mainly been assistant director on shows such as Fuka, Kankole, and Sakura Quest. Yeah, this is, I believe this is her first uh, solo gig? Oh yeah, her it first is. solo one. Very first. So, good on Natalie, first of all. Very good. Uh, who'd like to take it from here? Uh, I'll, I'll give it a start. I just took a sip of coffee and had coffee. Okay, we'll ask the coffee first. Coffee, what did you think of the show? It's, it's hard to argue with that. You made a very good point. <laughs> yes, I literally just took a sip of my coffee. I'm not. See, see, judging from the coffee's face, it has a very, it has a very consistent. It has a very consistent layer to it. It can be a little shaky at times, but the consistency is solid, strong, and has a firm yet lasting taste. With just the right amount of energy to really keep it going. I cannot believe I'm actually making this bit work. Okay. You're welcome. I can't believe it either. 
You're right. welcome, boys. So, all, all in all, uh, Kristen, Kristen has proven herself a very reliable uh, scriptwriter when it comes to uh, fun little light novels and casual shows like this. I think the dialogue is very natural without being too extravagant. You can definitely tell, like, when scripts go a little... Cr when she has a lot of... A lot of creative craziness when it comes to some of her scripts. I think this one's a little more controlled than some of her other projects. But I think you can really tell from the way these characters talk and interact with each other that she has a really great... She has a really great feel for character chemistry. And that's a big thing about Beaufry is just the way Maple interacts with her friends and the world itself. And I think Kristen has a very natural natural penmanship with her dialogue that works really well for the fun, lighthearted, casual nature of the show. And I think she really gets that across in the dialogue. Uh, the direction is pretty good. I'd say for the most part, the cast is good. Not particularly memorable, but I definitely say like the stars of this one definitely stand out quite a bunch including like our main our main two in particular i think they are excellent in particular and i think the direction that like honestly considering this is her first solo gig it actually is a pretty like impressive it is pretty impressive and strong to consistent throughout i think natalie did a pretty pretty bang up job for this one and i look forward to seeing her log back in for her next one she's got to get those dailies you know <laughs> this isn't a gotcha game dude there's daily quests for mmos too still <laughs> there's like there's daily login bonuses for any sort of like online game where they incentivize don't you ignore me for the coffee <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to spit it out all over the everything. <laughs> okay, I guess while Steph's trying to drink her coffee, I'll uh. go next. So yeah, with Kristen, I know she does very well with these kinds of things. Uh, I write a lot about fantasy, video game worlds. Of course, this is not a first rodeo. I I do I do like how like she doesn't really have to punch up as much if she doesn't need to but she manages to stay faithful to the original source which in some cases was a little hard because you know at the time the the light novel and manga weren't available yet but she did very well with what she was given made everything stand out i think my well, one of the episodes she directed was kind of my favorite because episode 11 I watched episode 11 so many times in both the Japanese and the English because well, I was so weak world that I couldn't wait to finish both of me. It slaps a damn hard. Like, no matter, it still makes me emotional no matter how many times I watch it. If you know what happened to episode 11, you know. And the fact that it still manages to maintain that integrity in the English, that's a very good part of Kristen. But as a whole, I am impressed with how Natalie handled this stuff very well because. Like you said, like, some of the people aren't that memorable, but, like, the way she balances this cast out, out you know, like, you got your old school people, your League of Legends, your new school, uh, basically, like, she manages to balance out everybody very well, and, you know, like, 
yeah, I guess takes Vegas one week at a time, back up until, you know, when COVID happened, and then it was just like, where we go from here? But when she came back, she came back in full force, man, and she saw that dub to the very end, and I, I applauded for that. That was one of the reasons I gave her a W, was because, you know, yeah, there were some shows with some stronger cast, so some more defined cast, but I thought with both of me, you know, you, you can take people out of the elbow a little bit and still make it work if you have the proper direction, you know? And I think for that, I commend Natalie very well. As for Emily Caitlin, because I know Emily wrote the uh, episode episode 7 where they uh, went to the level 3 world where I know Maple had a quest to help her mother and daughter out and I thought that was kind of a little difficult because, you know, you're right for NPC dialogue, but they can't adjust because they don't have AI themselves. And Caitlin write the last episode, which uh, Maple really goes off the deep end. I thought that was fucking impressive. I thought those two did a very good job. Everybody did a very good job, you know? Alright, so I'm good here. How about you, Steph? You finished your coffee yet? Uh, I didn't I didn't finish my coffee, but um, I did put it down. I'll s stop slurping it now. Um, okay, um, writing-wise, I really, really enjoyed it. I've, I've really, the more shows with Kristen as the head writer, um, that I've seen, the more I kind of have understood, um, not only her process, having talked to Kristen herself, um, yeah. but how, like, the quirks and the little bits, uh, that she would in integrate into, um, her scripts and the dialogue as well. And Beaufry's no exception because it's so, it's punchy, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's just so easy to breeze through and understand, especially especially for someone like me who's not generally a big video game nerd. Um, the gaming logic and, not logic, the gaming um, lingo e and... Ecosystem. That's probably the best way to put it. The gaming ecosystem and the lingo and all that fun stuff was made easy for for me to understand um so i commend kristen on that one and emily and caitlin too um it may i i'm not gonna lie i did not know emily and caitlin helped write a couple episodes before you showed me this lineup i didn't know till i saw the home video release so the fact that all three of these ladies made the script basically seamless um even with three different writers, essentially, uh, kudos to all three of you. Uh, Directing-wise, <laughs> I really like the direction on Beaufry, and I have to commend Natalie for that one. The casting's a lot of fun. Um, she definitely had fun with some of directing probably the more comedic moments, especially and some of the game-breaking shit that Maple does. Oh, I can imagine how much fun Natalie had directing um, Maple as well as the rest of Maple Tree and their reactions to uh, Maple suddenly breaking the game for the sixth time or millionth time in the show. Um, the casting is so much fun. The comedic timing is there. Um, yeah, 100% kudos to Natalie on her first solo directing gig, and I really hope, I really hope she gets to do more directing soon. 
we haven't, she hasn't, like, directed anything since this, I don't think, which is kind of sad, but I hope she gets to get her hands on something again soon. Or at least gets I, to come back for season two, because this, sh- this show does end with a confirmation that season two is coming. Right, but yes. I, I hope she gets to direct something else soon. I hope so, too, so, but everybody did a very good job. Are we ready to move on here? Heck yeah! Let's do it! Okay. Also, on the off chance Kristen might be listening, I know you read the manga for the shows you like. Uh, Volume 10 of Magical Girl Racing Project if you want some backstory. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on to... Uh, I, I, I always got the impression that Kristen very much always goes out of her way to get the source material for her stuff. But I mean, there's a very I mean, special magical- reason that... Magical Girl Racing Project is basically her favorite one that she's done. I know, so. but there's a very special reason I mentioned Volume 10, but let her find that out, so, uh... <laughs> Anyways. So, anyway, let's Jamal, move before on we to move a... on, I have a question for you. What's happening? Oh, no. Uh, what's your favorite candy? Huh? Andrew, if I tried to answer that, we'd be here all night. Anyways, mine's nerds. You son of a bitch. You... Andrew. Look. That was an awful joke. Look, I did not know that there was a name for this group of characters until I looked at this document. Well, we had to call him, we had to call him something besides administrators. I just I'll just try to be funny. Oh wait, that's not their actual name? No, I just wanted to call him something. I just was trying to be funny. It was right there. So I figured, hey, why not? That was a very... Sp- okay, so so for context here, uh, dear listener, uh, Jamal has this next group, which is basically, we are talking about the administrators of New World Online here. Yeah. He listed them as the non-exclusionary responsible developers or the nerds. I thought that was actually their official title. No, Andrew. Could have fucking fooled me. Okay. Christ I didn't know. I thought you were doing a thing. Okay. I was doing a thing. (laughs) He was doing a thing. That's not what they're called. Anyway, Jamal. Jamal. Anyway, this bit is over. Can we talk about the administrators? Yeah, the administrators, the developers, devs, whatever you want to call them. They're behind the scenes. Keep it. Try to keep the game in check as well. Just try to keep the maple in check because, like. Steph said Maple keeps breaking the game so many times because she defies all logic. How that happens, they'll never know. See, it happens because this game is not really well made. No. (laughs) The reality is there's a lot of game there's a lot of MMOs out there that are like really immaculate. Every like anime game seems like it is very immaculate. They've put their heart body and soul into it and sometimes sacrifice a couple thousand people for their uh unexplained reasons but you know a lot of anime mmos seem very like state-of-the-art like high quality things this is a kind of like lame like six out of ten game that's kind of just it they're basic you can tell everybody is like pulling all-nighters, trying to make sure this doesn't fall apart. These are the group of people making sure that this game doesn't fall apart. How the fuck did you make a Sword Art Online reference within that spiel, Andrew? Oh, and I can explain that. It's because 
or long story short, there was a Q&A with the creator and the voice of Maple, or not the creator, the people licensed this is the Empress, and the voice of Maple, who we'll get to later. And uh, apparently, it's pretty much, uh, Yubikon read Sword Art Online and said, hold my beer, y'all, watch this. <laughs> oh, God! No, I know Andrew just made that for reference for shits and giggles, but that's funny, actually. Hold my beer I'm, and watch this. I like that. There's, there's so many references in the show. Like, at the administrator's headquarters, you see a giant Pokeball at the bottom. To which yeah, I know the, that. <laughs> to which the administrator buddies, you see them in the middle of episode four what looks like, after what looks like to be a Pokemon-style battle. Yeah. Which an ice bird was defeated, which was supposed to be unkillable. Oh, you mean the Articuno? <laughs> yeah, the Articuno. I was worried about myself. What is that in Articuno? I couldn't remember. Anyway, they show up at a four, five, eight at the end, towards the end of twelve, for a total of five minutes overall. Anytime but, Maple gets a new power up, they have to spend ten more hours patching the game. Yep, pretty much. It got it got to the point that the fourth the fourth event had to be cut short by two days. Yeah. Which, you know, that's Because Maple Tree just fucking destroyed the event. <laughs> oh my god. So who plays so, yeah. these people? In no particular order, they're played by Afia Yu, Ben Phillips, David Wald, Lucian Christian, and Sonny Strait. I'm not going to go over previous roles because they're not show all that much. They're just integral to Maple's development, if you will. As well as the development of this game. Or Maple's nerfament, if you will. That was a bad joke. That was pretty bad. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Air just staring at me like, really? Like, that was not even really? worth the chuckle. That was just pretty terrible. I tried. Pat, you try pat, your pat. best, but you don't succeed. Just like the administrators. Hey! Oh, man, they are bad. Every every single, like, line of dialogue from them is just pure anxiety and befuddlement. Yeah. They're just like, what is she? It was like, they always freak out. They're like, why? What has she done now? See, at the end of the day, they're only like this because of their own oversight. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, all of the problems that they have that they are dealing with with Maple are things compounded by their own oversights and things they didn't factor in and consider. Yeah, basically, because like a lot of the things that they do with Maple, where it's like, okay, yeah, no, having a skill where you devour everything and making it so there's no t no limit on that's pretty bad. <laughs> Let's devour a goddamn poisonous hydra and gain even more poison resistance and summon a hydra. The fact that, like, if you just make your vitality strong enough, you're not going to take any damage. And the uh. more hits you get, you acquire more better skills so you don't get any hits. It's basically just like... Yep. Like, if the vitality build is this fucked, imagine how ridiculous some of the like agility builds oh, are because you oh, could affect like honestly if you put your skills and stats so much into uh agility you could have actual sonic the hedgehog ocs going around in this game and <laughs> you can never stop them sally the hedgehog <laughs> oh, you 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 joke but there's a video i made on twitter one time i put it to both the theme to City Escape and Green Force from Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> also, I'm going to put on my invisible glasses right now. 
there's already a Sonic Sally in the Sonic universe. Her name is Sally yes, this- Acorn. Thank you very much. Oh, no. Oh, I'm aware of Sally Acorn. I just haven't seen the Sonic Sally morning version, so. Oh, no. uh, she is Sonic's girlfriend in Sonic Sad AM. She was a big part of the Archie comics thing. I... God, anyways, is that's that the pink-looking hedgehog? No, that's no, that, Amy. that's Amy Rose. Okay. No, uh, no, Sally, Sally is an acorn. I almost said Sally's an acorn. Sally <laughs> is uh, God, what the fuck is she? I um, do I have to look this up? Squirrel. She okay. She She's she is a, a furry. She's a furry, and she has no pants on. And I'm sure she was probably somebody's awakening. That <laughs> what? Look, all I'm saying is, before the era of B-Stars and BNA, no. there were other furry awakenings way back when, in the early aughts. Yes, but most of us were kids back then, so uh, furry awakening be damned, you know? See, look, when you're a child, you discover lots ah, of things okay. you don't quite understand about yourself, where it's just like, Now hmm, I understand. Why do I have a crush on this furry-looking female character? I wonder if that means anything or not. How many people have had crushes on, like, the furry Disney characters? Like, that one prince- Like, how many people were into the Fox Robin Hood characters? I guarantee you. How many people were... Wow, I'm going a lot longer. Listen here. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Listen here. Robin Hood's a good movie. Fuck off. Look, (laughs) Nala gives Simba fuck me eyes. (laughs) Like... But anyway, going back to the administration. I really don't have much to say about them. I'm like, they are funny. I don't either. They are a lot of fun. What's weird is like... Okay, so I saw your list, Jamal, and I'm like, wait, Afi is one of the administrators? She does not show up until the last fucking episode. She does not. It's funny, because you see five administrators, but she doesn't talk to the last episode. Right! Yeah. And then here's what, I don't know if you if you picked up on this, Jamal. I know Andrew didn't, because we watched it together. I think they swapped two of the administrators at the end of the show, too. Because, like, throughout the course of the, ep- of the show... David Wald is the yellow one, and Sonny's the green one. But in the last episode, for some unknown reason, David suddenly becomes the green one, and Sonny's the yellow one. I'm like, what? I'll probably have to check that again after this recording. I noticed, because I, 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 we watched the last episode right before we were recording, and I saw them, and I'm like, wait, I thought David was the yellow one, and Sonny was the green one. Hold on. Look, all I know is they look like the things that stepped out of Madoka Magica. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but they do a very good job forcing these characters who provide no, insight. Yeah. They're fun. Who provide, it's, they provide insight to the game, not much else. They're, I do like what they panic a bit. There's some fun comedic voices with them. Kind of yeah. cute. It's like a cutesy mascot character is probably what the aim for this is. And I think yeah. it worked. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they are fun, and you can feel their anxiety, and I hope they don't work themselves to death. Well, I mean, they're just letting Mabel do whatever it is she wants at this point. Well, that that was after them trying to fight it before they realized, we can't fight this. She's basically become our unofficial mascot. Yeah, basically. Mabel's now the unofficial mascot because the game has now seen a fuck ton of new users, so. They're like, okay, I guess we'll let her do what she wants right now. Actually, by the way, if I'm to make one criticism about the actual anime adaptation, mm-hmm. 
they really should have done the chat logs in a much better way than just okay. what silent this... chat logs. I know that's easy to do in a light novel, and I understand, like, I get what they're trying to do, a cute chat room thing, but, like, by God, like, no dialogue chat boxes do not do the show any favor, and the subtitling on Funimation is almost unreadable. Yeah. I can tell you two things. Uh, one, I thought there was a special feature for that in the Blu-rays. And two, uh, it, you it, you can pretty much like see that in the light novel or the manga if that really bothers you. It didn't, it didn't bother me on the show itself. No, I, I mean, of course have... I can read it a lot better in the light novel. I can read it at my own pace. The problem is it is basically impossible it, in the anime and it feels like an actual... It feels like a waste of time and the, resources. The segment kind of goes really quickly, and it's really just like a wall of text, basically, is yeah. how they did it for the home video release. So it, it, it does get a little bit difficult, especially when the segment goes rather quickly. It, it feels yeah. like they should have done, like, I know not every decision is always, like, necessary. I feel like they right. either should have just straight up skipped those, or they should have done it in a much more, like, creative way of just, like, a couple people just chatting and all maybe things, they're ready to get over like computer all stuff. All things considered, they uh, could have, I, I, I mean, it's probably at the end of the day Japan's doing, but, um... Yeah. I mean, if some, somebody uh, made the call, I'm, I just don't agree I'm with I'm just this. saying, like, okay, so, they could have uh, had some create, like, they could have done some narrating stuff, because, like, for instance, uh, Karomu's character basically ends up in the chat logs early on, too, I believe. So, they could have done it. So Okay, now that's sweet. Okay, so, let me sum this up real quick. One, the chat logs, uh, they just basically provide the summary of the episode. Right. Two, you find out that the chat, you'll, I was going to bring it up later, but you'll find out that the chat log, most of it is from Kurobu's perspective. Oh, really? Is it? So is it 100%? Yeah. Because yeah. I picked it up earlier on. I didn't realize it went through the whole time, though. Interesting. Y yeah, wow, that's really it. interesting. It's a shame he's that this anime does a terrible job highlighting yeah that. he's the anonymous great shielder yeah and oh, three okay. and three the boys did a good, good job just not well with the chat logs can we move on please this went longer than i expected <laughs> let's i mean yeah we were meant to talk about the administrators and then we just kind of delve into more nitty-gritty yeah. stuff but yeah oh oh boy can we set things on fire jamal uh, yeah, but Andrew's right next to you, so, uh... It's fine. He'll live. Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. From here on out, we're gonna be talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> he says as Megan played Fire Emblem tonight on Twitch. Come watch us, twitch.tv slash dubtalkpodcast. We have fun. Shameless plug. Shameless yes. plug. We're going to be talking about uh, the three guilds that make up the show. Starting with our first guild, we have the Flame Emperor's Guild. A.K.A. Uh, the Black Eagles. <laughs> Is that bird? Oh, it's going over my head. Okay. Oh. Uh, that, yeah, okay, I don't play I Fire Emblem, so I, get I don't it. play Fire I get <laughs> But yeah, I know you do, yes. Anyway. <laughs> massive guild. You see them at the beginning of the second event. Of course, the leader, you only see the leader at first, but everybody else you'll be later on, I think, episode eight or so. Yeah, in the middle the of, the, of they're, they're the, the rest third of the squad. Event. Yeah, you'll meet the rest of the squad, the third event. And they are made up of uh, Misery, the priestess, 
Marcus, the I guess the skill trap master. Uh, shit. Wait, I did, I did put, yeah, Shen yeah, the or Shen. split, split short, split sword Shen the warrior, and the leader me. So uh, how do you she, say his name, Marcus? I I know they say it in a weird way. It's it, it's German. They say German. Uh, they spell German, but I think it's spelled. Is it spelled the same? I gotta check the light now. Forget. Oh wait, they haven't gotten that far. Never mind. But yeah, it's Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S. That's South German, believe me, Marcus. I know. And yeah, said me, the uh, eternal leader. The eternal... <laughs> the charismatic leader that still becomes very awkward when she thinks she did a bad. Yeah, she's basically, if you think about it, she's basically put on a pedestal because you see her true colors in the midst of a battle with uh, Sally. Yeah. As well as Maple. She awkward little girl. Awkward, it's yes. It's cute. But playing these four, me is played by Terry Doty. Shin is played by Derek Snow. Marcus is played by Eric Desbuke. And Misery is played by Borgen Luray. Terry Doty, you've also heard as Boyko Boyoka in recovery of an MMO junkie. And Minari Koda and Wave Listen to Me. Derek Snow, you've heard as Lowen in Dance with Devils. And Ikuto Sumura and Smile Down the Runway. <laughs> Thank you, down for, the runway. thank you for the Dance of Devils reference. The Pomeranian Choir. Yeah, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to fit at least of what I'm trying to do is fit at least a video game role for each of these. Gotcha. Actors. That's what Devils was the closest thing I could get for Derek Snow, even though he hasn't shown in the mobile game. So. <laughs> Pomeranian Choir. Uh, this week you've heard is Tamaki Amajiki, Sun Eater in My Hero Academia and My Hero One Just Once Justice Two. God, that is a stupid goddamn title. My and son. and Senku Ishigami, Doctor Stone. Morgan Luray, you've heard this Jesse Honey Pop Two Double Date and Meg Kataoka in Assassination Classroom. Cool. So uh, I'm gonna go first on this one. I'm gonna start with a. Uh, Morgan and because these two don't do mu as much of the show until the until the I guess the push to the limit because I know Morgan she usually plays like the sexy type of characters as well as sometimes the quiet types but lately she's been venturing out to other roles and I'm kind of impressed for well, Misery is a very good character very great nothing too stand outish I say that and I picture her in my head uh. Aaron is Marcus. Aaron is just being a little emo boy. <laughs> and over the years, we mostly kind of known him for that, so there should be no problem. That's one of the reasons I list Amajiki, so, uh, yeah. Amajiki's yeah. not emo. He's just socially awkward. He's not emo. He just has anxiety. Don't you call my son emo, you bastard. He just <laughs> wants to go home, okay? <laughs> Then. Seriously, like I, I love the first episode of season five, where him, him and uh, Nejire have to play villains for the training exercise. Deku's trying to get into it. It's like, what do you want from us, villain? To, to, to go, go home. home. <laughs> as soon as I catch up, I'll laugh with you. So, uh... You love it. It's so good. It's a fun little moment. I yeah. love it. My son. I'll... My son, Mama. 
odd one out of here is Derek Snow, and I I never really heard Derek Snow as these types of characters before. But I think this, if I remember correctly, I think this preceded what smiled out the red way, if I recall. Uh, before that. No, they were both at the same time. Yeah. Actually. Oh yeah, they were both at the same. They were time both happening at the same time because Smile got delayed too when when yeah. the world. Yeah. It was the same. It was the same winter season. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. the same season. Yeah, that's right. But well, hearing Derek's on the show is pretty impressive because when I heard in Japanese a little, the Japanese had a little deep, and Derek it was just being his usual self. But I guess with a different tone, it actually kind of worked to be honest. And, uh, uh, Shin is pretty cool, and I like his unique sword ability. That seems like a really fun power to have in an MMO. It kind of reminds me of, like, I'm not sure what I would describe me, uh, but I, I really think that's a cool power anyways, and I think Derek's yeah. guy, uh, Derek's got a fun little voice, and he has a lot of fun playing the part with Shin. I like his little rivalry with, uh, Kasumi. Kasumi still kicked his ass, though. Oh, yeah, no, Kasumi. <laughs> yeah. Ka- Kasumi still kicked his ass and went, uh, Ultra Instinct, so that was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, it was literally Ultra you're, Instinct. You're right. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. And uh, and then uh, getting to Terry Doty's I like Terry Doty in this world. She, uh, of the four, she was actually my favorite of the guild because it, it, kind, it kind of resembles her personality a little bit because you see her, she's a leader, she stands out of the group. To me, it felt like she was being put on the pedestal a little bit. That yeah. She, she ends up being naturally charismatic, but when she lets her guard down, like, She's just a, a demure person on the inside because I I know what well when I was a weak world and I ended up finishing this in Japanese I listened to Japanese and uh, me was kind of kawaii and I was worried myself how is Terry gonna match that and it turns out she didn't really need to match that like she still ref- re- reflected the uh, the same value that uh, the Japanese actress did, but put her own spin on it because she didn't need to be kawaii. She could just be herself, and it worked out very well. And I thought that was a reflection, of, I guess, of Terry's personality a little bit. And then Wave listened to me happen, but that's for another day. I still need to watch Wave listen to me. I'm behind on a lot of things. I only just finished fucking um, skating Odyssey and Shimamura yesterday. Like you said, you think you behind? Have, I still have to finish Hori Mia Higarashi. Uh, you think you're behind on a lot of work. things? The studios are catching up at full force, Steph. I am it is aware. Unstoppable. It's like fuck. I'm still here waiting for Moriarty the Patriot though. What the fuck? Manifested, so I am manifesting. Please give me more hour to the Patriot. I have been patiently waiting for a while now. Funimation, the fuck. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, um, everybody in this group was very good. Of course, Taito is my standout. As a matter of fact, if you watch this and you're on uh, the di- on the Discord I'm on, you see that my avatar is me. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, now I got it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I didn't put two and two together, Mabi. Um, well, I'm good, so. Uh, I'll jump in. Uh, so Shin, Marcus, and Misery are probably gonna be very, very quick for me, um, because they're not too, too involved. Uh, Misery, Morgan the Ray kind of plays it as like the big sister role of the group. Big. I'm sorry. <laughs> Both. Figuratively and apparently literally. Um, well then. <laughs> um, 
and I. She's I'm, got a really big heart. <laughs> yes, she has a very big heart, and she's very sweet and caring, and she has so much faith in um, me and her leadership. And Morgan brings that across very, very well, and I enjoy it. Oh, here's a Three Houses reference for you, babe. Mm -hmm. Misery is Mercedes. See, that doesn't work for this scenario. It doesn't quite work for the scenario, but considering Misery as a character... Now, if you want to really bring this to the whole Black Eagles, Edelgard thing, she's Dorothea. No. I know why you're saying Mercedes, because she's got a little more of the blonde Aura Aura healer energy to her. Yep. But Dorothy has also got some huge knockers, and she's basically everybody's big sister that everybody wants. Anyway, I still think Misery is more of Mercedes. But I digress. Uh, Morgan the Ray is fun big sister role. Uh, Marcus is Lindhart. Will you stop? <laughs> Aaron is Marcus. Um, so he sounds kind of casual. But he's also, <laughs> but he also sounds like he's done with this horse shit. It's it's almost it's not socially awkward like Amajiki is, but Amajiki's also done with horse shit sometimes, and that's the same kind of similar energy that Aaron brings to Marcus, and I really enjoy that. He's just like, w why? What? It's like, you really sure this works? Like, yeah. And he just wants to, he's done. He just wants to go home. He's like, all right, whatever. Um, Derek as Shin. Oh, man. I have not seen a Derek Snow character that is this level of cocky and snarky. Like, I've seen Derek play kind of cocky characters before. I guess Shinra from Fire Force kind of goes there sometimes. But not to this level <laughs> of cocky. And snarky, um, and I really enjoyed Derek's performance of, of Shin, even though Kasumi kicked his ass, like she, like she, like a badass. Um, but Derek is fine. But yeah, Terry is one hundred percent the standout in this group. Um, she is, she's both. She has a strong and kind of a regal presence. Um, the charisma that you've said before is there and is so good. But when things kind of start falling apart and they don't go her way she kind of starts freaking out silently cause, like away from other people because she doesn't want people to see her this way because they all see her as like this tough like strong leader and, she, and on the inside she's just like oh, I don't know what to do I don't want to make people sad I don't want to disappoint them it's very cute it's very cute and it's very adorable and Terry just has a blast with this one um, but, yeah, I really like these performances, so. You, bud! Uh, Derek Snow is fun as Shin. Also, I wasn't quite sure who he was at first, but then you said cocky attitude, and then I realized he's he would be Ferdinand Von Eyer. Oh, sweet I, I lord. No, it's Eyer. It's Eyer. It's, what the it's pronounced Iyer, not no it's joke. It's Ferdinand von Iyer, yeah. No joke. It's Ferdinand von Iyer. I listen to y'all too much. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, uh, Derek does a good job as uh, Shin. 
It's Ferdinand von Eyre. It's Ferdinand von Eyre. <laughs> Uh, the sleepy gay Lynn Hart, a.k.a. Marcus, uh, oh, Aaron Dismuke, does a good job sounding like a good little, uh, shy boy that's doing his best and trying not to stir the pot too much. Uh, Morgan Luray sounds, does a really good job as Mercathea. Alright, alright, stop comparing them to Three Houses characters. Uh, Morgan Luray sounds fine, she's very, she's very sweet. Supportive, big sister, RR energy. Uh, Terry Doty is delightful. She's regal, she's tough, she's cool and badass, but I love when she becomes a little, she becomes a little bratty, like, really pissy, and it's really funny. Uh, I love, like, seeing her, like, kind of break, break her, like, regal, strong, authoritative character, and then she's just the kind of, she's kind of a sore loser. It's really cute, actually. No, yeah, no, Terry does a good job, and I like her me. Not, not the me for we. Not Nintendo me's, but me. God, imagine somebody. Man, you think somebody's made Edelgard Metopia yet? I wonder. Oh Jesus. Probably. Anyway. Anyways, no, Ter Terry's great. Alright, so I have Messer. Let's move on to the next skill, the Order of the Holy Sword. I'm no. sorry. I have. I know. I just said no more three houses comparisons. This is just the blue fucking lion. It's just the fucking blue lion. I will figure this analogy and, out to make this and work. And pain is Dimitri. Fuck. So <laughs> I quit. So ah! okay. So pain is Dimitri. One hundred percent. Drag is to do. Drag is the guy with the big axe. Yeah, okay. I uh, kind of see it. Dread is... Let's see, he's an assassin. Dread could be Felix, because he's fucking... Dread could be Felix. And... Frederica would be... Annie. Annie, yeah. Annie, Annie, Annie. Okay, cool. Perfect. Now that we've established that and gotten out of the way, now we can stop. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, cool. What's interesting about this guild is we're introduced to everybody in the episode 2. However, Payne doesn't speak to episode 7. You see Dread the Drag just at, oh, well, Drag you see before the main event, as well as Frederica. Dread you see after. They, these people would somehow decide to back together the former guild because Payne is a level 60 player. Oh, Payne is supposedly the strongest player of the game, supposedly. D yes, supposedly the strongest player of the game. Dread came in third in the first event. Mm. Frederica is one of the Wait, characters. I thought I thought Maple was third. No, I mean no, he was no Dread was second, sorry. Yeah, but say Maple. Dread was, was second. Dread was second. Frederica is the one of the first characters Maple encounters when she starts up New World Online. Drag came in fifth in the first event. Yep. But we but yeah, after a while these people just before the third event, these people decided to bat together for the guild. And one of the things I realized is they, they, yeah, these are some very tough motherfuckers. Like you see them in the last oh, third boy. of the show. They don't. Yeah, the last. They do last not third pull the show. punches. They do not yeah. pull punches. They do not pull punches. Dread is good at stealth. Federica is good at casting spells. Drag is. Gray is a warrior, but it's pain that takes the cape. Because I realized something. I said there was going to be some SAO comparisons. Oh, In no. some ways, he he kind of reminds me of Heathcliff a bit. 
Well, he's kind of tough and actively seeking oh, out. Oh, no. <laughs> Let right. me finish. Let me finish. Let You're me finish. right, and I hate it. Let me finish. You're right, He's and tough and actively seeking out the, pretty much the strongest warrior. He's calculated. He's also voiced by Cliff Chapin. I say... <laughs> oh, he, Cliff. Mm. Clear, yes. Motherfucker, I quit. <laughs> I had to work that in. I didn't realize that till the other oh, day. I fucking hate you now. So who are the other members of the cast, now that you've just straight up said that? Uh, Dread is voiced by Mike McFarlane. Fredrika is voiced by Lindsay Seidel. And Drag is voiced by Jared Green. <coughs> Clifford Chaper, you've also heard this Katsuki Bakugo in My Hero Academia, in My Hero Watch Justice 2, and the Mule Beachelburger in How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Mike McFarlane, you've heard this Charlie Dash in Street Fighter V, and John Kirstein in Attack on Titan. Lindsay Seidel, you've heard this Nedry Hado in My Hero Academia, in My Hero Watch Justice 2, and Nagisa Shiota in Assassination Classroom. Jared Green, you've heard this most ago in Grimgar Ashes and Illusions, and Hitoshi Shinso in My Hero Academia. My son! Sorry. <laughs> Shinzo is I a good boy. That haven't been said. You want to go first, Steph? Shinzo's a good boy. I will hear no arguments. I suppose I'll go first. God damn you for that goddamn Heathcliff like comparison, Jamal. I and swear pun. to God. And pun. Don't forget the pun. <laughs> I'm trying to forget the fucking pun right now, you bastard. Um, Cliff is watching. I gotta, I gotta say, this gag's a little steep. Let's remember, Cliff is watching. <sighs> I swear to God, Andrew. Sorry, Steph, I didn't mean to drive you over the edge. You're going to sleep anyway. on the fucking floor if this keeps up. I swear. Don't you anyway. touch me. Don't you pat my shoulder, you asshole. Oh, Lord. Okay, so... Lord. Um... All four of these characters are a lot of fun. Um... Trying to find my notes on this. Uh, Micah's dread is a bit of more of like a casual tone, similar to um, similar to Jean Kirstein in Attack on Titan in a way. Um, but, uh, did I have another note for him too? But he's also he's also a sneaky son of a bitch, and he knows it, and it cut and it really just comes across um, with his performance, and it's so much fun, especially especially when he goes on his own to try and steal the orbs from Maple Tree and he goes 1v2 against the twins. Um, Lord, he's a pain in the ass, but it's great. Uh, Lindsay as Frederica, uh, she's very cute. She's very adorable. <laughs> but, um, Lindsay, ha Lindsay has some spunk and some sass to her. That's my note. She has some spunk and some sass to her. Uh, she... She's very intelligent, too, because she's very much about, like, information and getting a leg up on everybody to the point where she falls for, uh, Sally's fake skills bluff. Very hardcore. Um, and to see that shock was kind of funny. 
Um, but yeah, Lindsay is uh, is adorable and precious. Uh, Jared Green as drag is also a lot of fun. I uh, did I actually have notes? I don't think I did for him. Um, <laughs> he's drag kind of gives an interesting dynamic to this group, this guild here, um, in terms of like the typical warrior, like. A bit more gruff is like, come fight me, peasants, like that kind of thing. Um, and I think it works very well. And Jared has had some experience playing a warrior type character, because Mogazo, though Mogazo's a gentle giant. Um, <laughs> and then we have Cliff as Pain. Motherfucking Heathcliff, I swear to God. Um, and similar to Terry's me, Cliff has a kind of like noble and regal tone to him like a full-blown leader um lead his men to lead his men into battle in order to win and the, the tone works very very well but <laughs> he's also pretty casual when he fucking loses too because because <laughs> when um maple decides to go full monster mode on them in episode 12 and goes in to like take a bite out of pain pain just sits there he's like eh all right i i i'll take this loss it's fine whatever and he doesn't give a shit that he's getting eaten or nothing it's just casual about it it's kind of amusing it kind of makes me giggle about it a little bit actually um but no i think i actually real I can't really say there's a standout in this group, because all four of them did very, very well. Um, the closest I could probably think of could either be Mike or Lindsay, but that's probably because they have more screen time compared to um, Cliff and Jared. But, um, no, all four of them, I really do enjoy them. And, and, and they fucking deserve to get their asses handed to them by Maple Tree, you fuckers. They got consumed by a kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As they fucking deserve. Bastards. Right, you want to go next, Andrew? Uh, so, uh, Mike McFarlane does a good job being sneaky ninja man. He's fun and cool, but I hated him when he threw a knife at Obero. I'm like, you bitch motherfucker. <laughs> you leave that adorable baby fox child alone. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you hurt Obero? Anyways, Mike does a good job. Oh wait, doesn't he? Doesn't he also throw a knife at fucking Mape? At Syrup? He throws a knife at yeah, Syrup too. He Fuck does. this guy. <laughs> Dred's wow. a bitch. He's a bitch. Labeled bona fide bitch alert. Mike McFarland does a good job. Don't hurt Syrup. Syrup is the goodest little bean. Syrup is good turtle. Yeah. And Natalie is good turtle. Alright, yeah, we're not gonna talk about it. Uh, Natalie Nat is good turtle. Natalie is yeah. adorable as Syrup. And I love I love Syrup's relationship with like Korobu, because they're just kinda hanging out when he's just going off doing his Syrup own thing. Syrup and Korobu are best friends! <laughs> It's so cute. Anyways, I should probably actually talk about these characters. Uh, Mike's good. Fuck Dread. Um, uh, Frederica. Uh, Lindsay Seidel is an adorable little sassy gremlin child. 
Uh, she's pretty casual and cool at first, but I kind of love it when she loses her, her cool at the end and kind of starts freaking out and is basically rage quitting at the fact that uh, Maple kicked their ass. And she's just going, hacks, I call hacks. Yep. Frederica's like a sore like, loser. Frederica's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, drag is big, buff, beefy boy. And he does good, big, beefy muscle screams. And Clifford Chapin does a very good job as this edgy little hero man. He does a good job being very uh, chuny fantasy man. And he does kind of look like Dimitri. He, he's like a mix of... He looks like Dimitri. He's a mix of pre and post time skip Dimitri. Yeah. Because he's got, he's got the babby virgin energy of pre-time skip Dimitri. But the look of post Dimitri. But the long hair of post Dimitri. Yep. Wait, now they think about it, I forgot he's also a character in Fire Emblem Face, isn't he? He's a... I'm probably. Fire Emblem... He, uh, heroes. He's in Heroes. Fate yeah. is a different game. It's one Hero I own the collector's is, edition, but heroes I have is, not finished. Heroes is the mobile game. Mm-hmm. With all of the uh, heroes that people get, that actors get to get. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of characters you can pull from. Mm-hmm. That. I haven't played Heroes in a hot minute either. Anyway. Yeah, he's won in Fire Emblem Heroes. Anyway, yeah, fuck Dread is the name of my anxiety cover band. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. Let's go. Yeah, feel free to have that one, Maddie Morris. <laughs> anyway, start, I'm going to start backwards. Uh, I'm going to start with drag. I don't know why, but I spotted a uh, big, beefy boy muscles or whatever it was he just said. So, uh, drag does a pretty good job. Big, beefy does, yeah, boy muscles. Get... <laughs> he doesn't get a lot to do, but what he does, man, is something... Lindsay Seidel is Frederica. Uh, Frederica, she she can be a bit charming, and of course she can be a bit annoying as well. But I think one of my favorite things about her is she can kind of get fooled easily if she's not paying attention. Such as the duel with her, between her and Sally, which Sally kind of faked her out on a few attacks, only to find out in the fourth event those were not real attacks, she's just that athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She, she's a, she's another monster, just like Maple. <laughs> nah, she's not a monster. She's naturally skilled. Nah, well, she Sally, be Sa- Sally, I mean, not Maple. Sally, I mean. Sally is just... Sally may be naturally skilled, but she could borderline being a monster like Maple can. Yeah. Mike McFarlane is dread. It, it, I don't really hear Mike McFarlane in a lot of big roles as much, but... What I do, I know it's him. He did very, he did very well as Dread, like playing the character type. Like, of course, we don't know what the age of the character is. He's just very stealthy, very reserved. His emotions are basically steeled away, and he approaches this character as if this was a ser- a very serious thing. But he knows how to have fun at times. But. While everybody had their own respective moments, I gotta give the edge a little bit to pay, and Clifford Chaper is paid because, like I said, I was weak-willed that continue this in the Japanese, so the end of episode 11 really hit, so I was wondering myself when the uh, dub finally came back in six months later, like, would it have the same effect? It actually did. 
And part of that was Clifford's dedication because if anybody ever follows Clifford at any given time on Twitter, you know how big of a gamer he can be. Like, the man oh is dedicated. Oh boy, can he? He's, he's dedicated to the preservation of the PS Vita. So. He, he achievement hunts all day, every day. Remember, kids, Vita means life. <laughs> that, Wait, that's, not even, achievement. that's not even a meme, Stephanie. It li Vita quite literally means life. He does the achievement <laughs> hunt all day, every day. That's part of Rooster Teeth. But, uh, well, yeah, he does. Well, he still stands. <laughs> I know, I know. But, yeah, he did He did a very solid job as this character. He's very convincing. It's a, uh, a non-bockable character that you can really dig the performance into, you know? Because, you know, nowadays he's known for being the, what's supposed to be King Explosion Murder, but uh, who the hell knows? So, hitting him as a different type of character with a different type of personality using a different type of voice, it's always refreshing, you know? No matter what Griff does, you know? It just kind of seems like his natural range, except just a little it, more... It is. It is his natural. A little more heroic, which is cool. Yeah. Like, it's kind of interesting that some people sometimes forget that actors are more than just one character and that they can actually, you know act uh, <laughs> like i think a lot of the characters from my hero because that's the big show nowadays in recent memory where people kind of forget cliff is a good example of this like cliff is more than just bakugo he can do things like pain he can do things like fucking um Kirshites from uh galactic heroes and like he can do other things than just bakugo it's just bakugo is very popular <laughs> Yeah. So. All, of his, all of his performances are worthy of our grace. <laughs> oh, good God. I'm going to bring up my hero later on for an entirely different reason, but I think we're all good to move on. How about that? Heck sure. yeah! Why'd you do that sound effect? Because I wanted to. Can you stop that? Oh, my God. It's. Alright, don't what you, you start. Don't you fucking start. I know what he was getting at. I was just wondering if you do. No, and I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, you don't play a lot of Mario, that's for sure. Motherfucker! <laughs> I hate you both. Can we. Can hey, we. Can hey, we talk about the. Started it. Can we talk about the Hammer Twins? Yes, the Hammer Twins. Hammer uh, Twins! Hammer twins, hammer twins, the yeah. cutest, the cutest, and yet probably among the most deadly fucking little girls you could ever see or ask for. They're so cute. sweet. Cute and deadly, that's the theme of tonight's show. I know, right? It's both free in a nutshell. Yes, yeah, so we have the hammer twins, May and Yui. It was introduced to them in episode four, but we don't see them again till, I think, just before the third event when they recruited by the Maple Tree Guild. Much like Maple, they wanted to max out all their attack points to the point they're insanely strong. Yup. And break a damn table. Actually, in case you want to talk about, this is a game where if you just basically hardcore pump it into one skill, you could just make insanely broken builds. These girls are insanely broken builds. Oh, yeah, I think Lord. it's I think it's what the I think it's what is the light novel called a minimum maximum build that kind of thing. Oh, they're oh yeah no they're total min maxers for sure. Yeah, and I I I only heard that term myself recently, but yeah, 
These two are Sandy Strong, the twins, the sisters. There's not, we, there's not too much to describe them other than they're adorably cute. They're but they will. I want them to grow big and strong, and they grow up very big and very strong. <laughs> For reasons I won't say, you were actually right in more ways than one that trooper played these two. May is voiced by Sarah Ragsdale, and Yui's voiced by scriptwriter Kristen McGuire. Yay! So, Sarah Ragsdale, you've also heard the Sai Endo and Takashikashi, Ayaka Sudohara and Mr. Caretaker Sudohara, so. And Yuki Minagawa and Suri Duri children. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yes. I was like, it's been a hot minute since we talked about Sarah Ragsdale, I think. So. You're damn right, it is. Uh, Crystal McGuire, you've also heard of Hidano Kurahashi in the Assassination Classroom. Rory, it's Dr. Stone. And because this is me uh, for a video game role, she is Mother Fairest in Borderlands 3, Psycho Creek, and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck DLC. That is a title. I, I'm more impressed that you said the entire full name of that. Good on you, bud. That is a name of a... Alright. I'm assuming a DLC. So. I, I'm pretty sure it's a DLC pack, yeah. I, I said played. it was a DLC. So I know. I haven't played the either. But... I haven't played Borderlands 3 yet, so... It's been a hot I, minute. I, Anyways. I have, I, I have, I have but I lost my sale I, I need to play Borderlands again since I bought it a couple months back. Alright. Uh, can I go first? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll start off first. Uh, Kristen does a great job as Yui. She does a good job giving her the older... Si like, she definitely has older sister vibe, but she does a good job playing little sassy bean. And she is just... Like, she has that feeling of where she will basically... She will be big. She will act bigger and bolder than she actually is, and it's adorable and precious. And I can feel her doing like a fake, like so full of herself laugh, like ha 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 ha, when she gets something to go her way. But no, she's actually just a, a cute little dork. And Kristen does a good job making her sound like a, a cute, precious little dork. I wasn't sure how I felt about Sarah as May at first. I think of what I've heard of Sarah, this is a lot higher, airier, raspier than I'm usually used to her here. Mm -hmm. I think she does make it work out, but it kind of took me an episode or two for it to really adjust for me. Where I feel like most of this cast, it sounded like everybody was at least adequate to strong. I felt like Sarah as May took the longest for me personally to adjust. But I think by the end of it, both uh, Sarah and Kristen did a really good job uh, getting getting into these roles. Alright. Didn't mean to hammer that point in that hard, but hey. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Forget a rib shot, just take a hammer to his head. I need a hammer first. Oh, wait, I have an actual hammer in my little toolkit I could grab. Stop. Okay, much like much like the Windex, don't go for it, Steph. It's not hammer time, Andrew. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I, the way her eyes lit up. <laughs> he, like... said, he said stop, and I look at him immediately like eyes wide, and I'm like, you motherfucker. I love you so <laughs> much. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you tried to quote MC Hammer or... Yes. He was... Anyway, I think I'll go on next. 
that okay. Steph copped out a little bit. Before I punch him so, and throw him on the floor for the stupid take, yes. Yeah. So with Crystal McGuire, I thought Chris I gotta be careful. I say Chris McGuire did a very good job playing Yui. You're definitely right. It's to me, it sounds like she might be the older sister, but there's she carries, no way she carries herself like the older sister. Yeah, yeah, but we can't we can't actually be sure until like more the like now for stuff come out. Anyway, she did a very a very, very good job carrying herself as what could be the older sister, especially when paired up with a set of actors make. Because, and, and that's the thing too, why you realize between the two, Chris only had to pitch up her voice a little. Sarah told hers up high because I've heard Sarah actually in other roles as well. And she, it actually, to her, to her it actually sounds like I can differentiate between older, between the older characters Sarah plays and younger characters. But also she has like a kind of sing-songy quality to her voice to which... Anytime I hear it, I like automatically know it's Sarah Baxter. Like to a T, but sometimes it can be tricky. But I think they both did a very good job portraying sisters. If it is to find that May is the younger sister, very, definitely very good job, Sarah. And very good job, Kristen. Y'all did very well. That's all I have to say. How about you, Steph? Um. Kinda gonna. Sorry. Disagree? No. Sorry. Oh. Um. So, yeah. I kind of have to lump the two of them together because they're twins, and it's not that they're hard to differentiate the two apart because they do both do have um, different personality and tones to their voices. It's because I can't take them apart because they're basically like like these cute but deadly little girls. With hammers that will like knock your knock you out right the fuck out, and they're both so <laughs> precious. Um, they're both so fucking precious. And when they attack, they usually attack together, so they always talk at the same time with the same lines. And yeah. It's for me. That's why I can't differentiate them really that much because they, a lot of stuff they do they do together, and especially in their fights, it's very. So fucking precious. Um, yeah. But based on what, based on actually trying to put these two separate for a hot minute, um, I do agree. Kristen kind of gives up, got, gives off the vibes of being like the older sister of the pair. Um, she has a lot more spunk, more energy of the two, uh, and it comes across really well. Sarah, first of all, Sarah's always a welcome voice to be heard because I don't get to hear yeah. Sarah Ragsdale too often. Please, I would love to have see her in more things again. That'd be great. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, but my only point of reference, because it's been a hot minute since I've seen Surrey Dury Children, but my only frame of reference, really, that I can remember, at least remember somewhat, for Sarah, is Dakashi Kashi, and this is very different, obviously, um, because she's Saya? Yeah, she is. Okay. Kasaya mm -hmm. is more of, like, the no-nonsense, no-nonsense attitude, kind of, like, casual kind of girl, where... May is more like the quiet, kind of shy kind of girl compared like between her and her sister Yui. 
And so very different tone of voice that I've that I'm hearing from Sarah. One, um, two, like it, I think it's very cute and adorable. I have I had to adjust for like at least one episode, maybe two, only because it's a very different tone for, for Sarah that I've never heard of before. Um, but other than that, like the two, <laughs> the two of them together are very cute and precious, and I love them, and I want to protect these girls with my life. Do, do, do fuck fuck um what was Mike's character Dread? Fuck Dread for being such a dick, such a dick. Don't throw your knives at girls and foxes and turtles. Rude. Rude. So rude. Anyway, yeah, they're both cute and adorable, and I like them. Hey, so we're good to move on then. Yes. Oh, you bastard for this labeling of the next section. Oh. <sighs> Again, I told you there'd be SAO comparisons. Ugh. It's true. And it's, the the, uh, the light novel author legit did say, SAO, hold my beer, watch this. And she... he, No, it was... Okay, what it was is pretty much implied. Cause I remember he talked about a few factors regarding SAO. I'd have to watch the interview again, but I remember that was one of the things being mentioned, like, especially with, like, some of the light novel protagonists of shows like that, like, being, like, a, uh, you know, Bob, Bob here kind of boys, that kind of thing, so he decided to make it a girl. Wait, wait, right, wait, what'd you yeah. say? Yeah, that was one of the things he mentioned, but I'd have wait, to what? watch the Hang interview Hang on, you, you cut out for me, what'd you say? That was one of the things they mentioned in the interview. I'd have to watch it again. No, to, no, the thing in the, the interview thing that, before that, they said. that you didn't repeat that. I said that is, uh, he talks about like you know the usual shonen light novel protagonists being like bob head kind of boys like Kirito and Sao that kind of thing. Oh, you mean he, being he, vanilla insert lamos? Yeah, he figured let me switch it up and make it a girl. So, <laughs> and he he did certain things in the manga that was just because he didn't really have. At least entirely for certain things. What things I don't remember. Well, thankfully, the show is more of a comedy and it works very, very well. Because Mabel becomes yes. OP as fuck. And contrary to the voice actor, the voice actress who voices Mabel, this is not an isekai. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. She. It's she's not an isekai. She, she can get out of the game whenever she wants. She, no, she kind of said that in the Q and A. Oh, I'm like, no, no, you, you're not right. Anyway, uh, let's talk about these two characters because they're pretty much kind of little SAO parodies themselves. We have the Elizabeth of the group. We have Is, an inventor and crafter, and we have the client of the group, Chrome or Chrome, Mister Light Novel likes to call it. Hey, Chrome. Hey, hey Steph, you, you want to know what are your sons for your blog? Or is two chromes too many? Um, well, I, I, this chrome's not Matt Shipman, so no, this is not my science son, thank you. I, I, it's, oh. it's a cute pun, but... This is not my science I, son, <laughs> so no. It's not a pun. In the... In the in the source material, they actually call him Chrome. That's pretty much what Chrome is in Japanese, I think. He's still anyway. not my he's still not my science son Chrome, so no. <laughs> he's not even Chrome, he's more crimson. And considering the next section, thank you for that, Andrew. 
But he is clad in armor, though. Yeah, no, uh, he he's he's kind of Klein, but a little more Chad. <laughs> Hiromu is he, not a Chad. He's more Chad than Klein. Oh my God! No, Koromo is a bro. He cares about his guildmates. You fucker. And he gets more sweet than Klein. That just means he's a good dude. He respects his friends, and he gets along with turtles. Yes. How is that gets, Chad? And he gets more screen time than Clyde, even though yes. he dies more often than Clyde. As if it's by the tre- as if it's by the treasure he picks up half in the second half of the show. He yeah. calls himself like the king of dying. Yeah, it's did. like, boy, you got a you got a bad shield if you're getting off that much, bro. <laughs> yeah, and as we alluded to in the uh, early sections, uh the chat logs you see at the end of the show is mostly from the is mostly from Kuro's perspective because if, if you read titles you see anonymous great shielder he's the anonymous great shielder in the show wow that would be very interesting to actually explore and maybe even elaborate oh, and go, go into that a little more here <laughs> we go i'm sorry that chat log is fucking terrible in the anime yeah anyways I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna have to go back to those chat logs now that I know that like 100% it's through Karomu essentially. Like I have now that I know that. Yeah, I have to go back and read them. That is interesting, but I I genuinely could not. I only thought it was the one time. Like I rewatched the show I think three times now, and I was never able to pick up on that just because it was. I only noticed it the once, so. It just became a headache to even try to keep up. Yeah, I only noticed it the one time early on. I didn't know it was the whole right. way through. So, anyway. TLDR, TLDR, just press pause any time that comes up, or just read the like novel Pause is much. your best friend. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for playing these two. Is is played by Caitlin Glass, and Chrome was played by Anthony Bowling. Caitlin Glass, you've also heard this can be Street Fighters Four, Five, and Street Fighter X Tekken. Me and Harvey and Bakano would be rock band for Metal Alchemist. Anthony Bolding, you've also heard his Chronostasis in My Hero Academia and My Hero Watch Justice 2. Uh, Alciel the Devil is a part timer and Kazumi Fujimoto in Recovery of an MMO Junkie. One of these days I'll watch MMO Junkie. Yes, you should. I haven't seen Recovery of an MMO Junkie yet and Andrew. I think. Uh, Andrew likes to tell me I need to watch it a lot when I say that. Oh, and you two, I'll go first on this one, and uh, I'm gonna say that these two have really good banter off of each other, like, Caitlyn, like, tends to be aloof and stoic towards uh, Anthony. They got, they have a great working relationship together, because I think she brought him into Funimation when he started. So, having these two as these two characters was a very natural dynamic from the (laughs) get-go. Especially to the point where Iz likes to mess with him by saying, Oh, should I call the cops for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, she, <laughs> she was like about to quote-unquote call the cops on Karamu for supposed for quote-unquote kidnapping Maple. I'm just glad the show <laughs> didn't actually commit to him being like anything close to a creeper because he's just a good, he's just a good Karamu's dude. Karamu's a good guy. He's, he's a sweetheart. He's just a good dude and he's, he's just very, a chill dude. He's very chill. He just has, I guess... I want to say that's a bad luck, but I think he's actually pretty good at what he does. Because I know Kuromu is very strong at 
But the fact that he, he acquires equipment from having died four times, he's just he's <laughs> yeah. either being humble. He's either being humble or he's just He just dies all the time. Sh- <laughs> a little shape a little ashamed of himself. Cause I know there was that one episode where everybody was out trying to level up their skills before the fourth event. Right. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I really need I really need to brush up on my skills, otherwise I'll get get behind. And he and Maple just Let's him take a syrup out for essentially a stroll, I guess. And that's where he comes across his treasure. Oh, yeah. Side note, his friendship with syrup is the best. Yeah. (laughs) They're two bros. They're the biggest bros. They're the best of friends. I want a picture of, like, him riding syrup and they're wearing sunglasses. Oh, my God! No, 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 no. There's, There's a commission for Anthony Bowling for, like... Autograph prints and shit. Fucking Karomu writing Sarah with sunglasses on both of them. They're best friends. There you go. Have at it, art- artist. Give it to Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I, yeah, Anthony did very well. Like I said, Kate okay, Glass, she's, she was very good in this one, too. Because with her, her video gaming vibe, it's kind of natural to her, but she's the voice of Cammy freaking White, for God's sakes. So I know she understands. The, the scenario of these video games, the RPG landscape, and, you know, she just approaches it naturally as if, like, you know, you just approach it to be the card for the first time. That kind of thing. At least that's the vibe I'm getting. You know? I guess, yeah. She's the mom. See, she I, basically she's is. The mo- she's the mom <laughs> slash wine I, hand. <laughs> I see her as... What? Whoa, 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 hold up. Wine aunt? Wine aunt, yes. The aunt who will bring the wine. I... Oh, who will bring the wine, okay. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, you know who is reminds me of? Who? She reminds me of Linda from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) She has that level of, like, energy to her. where she Where she loves her kids... But she's more than happy to encourage them to be a little more crazier. Like, have fun, be responsible, and if you break something, uh, tell the moss at you. <laughs> like she, like Iz has that level where she is supportive. She's willing to back you up, but she also oh is willing. God. She's also going to drink bottomless mimosas and tell the kids to go play and have a good time. Have some knives, why don't you? I mean, she did give the twins crystal hammers. She gave the twins crystal hammers and told them to go nuts. She's already the perfect wine mom. I was gonna say that Iz is more of another, like, big sister character, but now I can't unsee the wine mom. Oh, no. And now I'm just imagining Caitlin Glass trying to speak like Linda from Bob's Burgers. Oh, no! Tell me me you can't hear Caitlin Glass saying, All right! Oh, no! Anyways, Kate, something like it, but wait till next week. Anyways, oh, uh, no. Kate, Caitlin does a good job. Andrew, you know what you See, have to gonna... hold on. You know oh. what you have to do now, Andrew, right? What in September? What when we go to Connecticut? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what you have to do now, right? Uh, tell ask uh li- ask Caitlin to read a line from Linda Belcher. Yep. Have to now. She, like, I can hear it. You can hear it. That'd be fun. Anyways, yeah, no, uh, first post-pandemic con we're already planning, and it's got a pretty good lineup, and we're pretty hype. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, see, anyway. See, uh, Anthony Bolling. Hold on. I don't know if Jamal was done, dude, before you jump I in. I was going to say, I was going to agree with you on the mom comment because I remember one episode she gave Maple, Sally, and Kasumi those uh, woody clothes. That's true, too. Oh, my God. They look so fucking cute. And Kasumi was, like, embarrassed about it despite the fact that... <laughs> she said it wasn't functional. Is her, her reasoning, but let's face it, she was too cute. She, she, she was cute and curvy enough to pull it off. Anyways, um, Karomu, Anthony Bowling does a good job sounding like, like I said, and is his wine mom, is wine mom, wine aunt or wine mom, uh, basically Karomu has hardcore, like, big brother energy. Yeah, he does. He's not exactly dad, but he is big brother. Just big bro. Mm -hmm. He's willing to back eck up his little sisters and all that. He's willing to... Because he's the tank. He's... Yeah. The, well, he is the... Mm -hmm. He is the secondary tank when he Maple is isn't tank. there. Because Maple is basically an unkillable tank. Oh, Maple. <laughs> She's not only a tank, she is the entire battalion of tanks. But no, yeah. uh... Anthony Bowling's got good big brother energy. Uh, he's fun. He's chill. He's got a good chemistry with all the other characters in the guild. And he does a good job. And my favorite part is when he's just talking to himself and Maple is there. No, not Maple is there. Uh, and Syrup is there. And he's sad about like being left out of all the girls being cute and having a fun time. And just little Syrup walks over to him, puts his little foot on his head. Syrup is the like, best! I, I was so, it was so cute. Syrup's like, hi buddy, are you okay? He's so cute! <laughs> Syrup's so this is the voice he used last night, by the way. The I, exact voice. I forgot the little slow walk he did and the smile he gives him. It's like, it's like, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> He's lost it. Oh, uh, Anthony Bowling does a good job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, is that me now? Is that where we're at? Yep, you left. Okay. I didn't know he was done. Um, He's done either way right now. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, Caitlin is, is... I mean, I was thinking of describing it as like a big sister kind of character. Because it comes off to me a little bit as the big sister. But fuck you, one aunt actually works too. <laughs> Probably even more so. Um, because Caitlyn has this, it has this fun energy to her. She's just like, yeah, like, why not? Get, get, like, let's go. It's, she's like, come on, kids, let's get in the bus. We're going on an adventure. <laughs> like, it, like, Iz is very sweet and, and, and kind and very nice and, like, very, not maternal, but, like, she likes keeping an eye on everyone. But, but, like, you guys had said earlier, too... <laughs> <laughs> funny moments where she just likes to be a snarky little shit and, and fuck with Karomu. It's so much fun. It's like, uh, okay, I'm gonna call the cops on you. No, don't do that. Don't do that. She's like, I'm kidding. You know, it's very cute and precious. And then you have Anthony as, <laughs> Anthony as Karomu, which is, um, like... 
Karomu does not remind me of Asiel from Devil the Part-Timer. Karomu and the tone of voice that Anthony has, what the hell does he remind me of? Son of a... I need to think about it. See what he reminds me of now. Um, shit. But, um, Karomu is a... <laughs> Karomu is just such a good big brother-like energy. And I just... Ah, no! Google staff. Uh, just nice big brother, um, kind of energy, and it's very sweet and precious and adorable, and I'm distract- I'm trying to distract time because I'm trying to find- Okay! Trying to find- Uh, not- not Ashia, not- Junichiro is Junichiro from Ultima Taka Teacher. Similar tone, maybe. Um, do, 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 do. Well, may, maybe the personality level because he is a gamer. But even so, even so, that's a little stretch. There. Oh, actually, you know what? Even closer, I think. Um, Reinhardt Jamel from By the Grace of the Gods. For what little I've seen of the show, yeah, that's. Sounds kind of about right. I think that's the closest in terms of tone, and I actually really, really like it. I was like, I know I've heard it's similar. I was like, and it's not freaking Junichiro. Uh, it, it, Junichiro is almost there. It's not fucking Monabu from Ping Pong. Absolutely not. It's not Ashia from Devil's a Part-Timer. Ashia goes all over the fucking place. No, yeah, Reinhard Jamil from By the Grace of the Gods, I think, is the closest. Um, in terms of... Um, Anthony's tone uh, with um, Karomu. And Karomu, yeah, it gives just such a big brother, just a big brother energy and mentality. He's the sweetest guy. And then he has the precious, the most precious friendship with Syrup of all things. And it's just, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, only you, uh, only you would listen. I, I was like, I'm glad I have you. You seem to be the only one in the world who cares about and listens to me. And Syrup just sits here is like, Ah, it's so precious friendship. It's like it's like the best of friendships. It's great, but no, both these performances I do enjoy them a lot. <laughs> I think I really like Anthony's performance more, but only because he has a cute friendship with Syrup. <laughs> That's probably the only reason why. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. So good. All right, so we're good to move on then. Yes. Next. Damn you, Andrew, you little crimson crack. What? I I know what he was... I think I know what he was trying to go for. No, I see, I, look, we got a buddy named Crimson. I just mean the fact that his color is literally crimson red. I know, I know. Uh, so much for that segue. We're going to move on to uh, play much... I'm just sitting here and this whole thing is going over my head. Okay. Uh... No, I, I see what he's trying to go for. I think. I don't, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll just smile and Crimson wait. Crimson Echidna, look at the next section name. That's all I'm gonna say. So we have our... Uh, God damn our it! Tails and Knuckles. Why are we back to Sonic? You motherfucker. Well, because... Because unlike Sonic, he don't chuckle. <sighs> well, because we have Kade Kasumi. Kade is kind of weak, but he's a master tactician. Pretty much the brains of the group, much like Tails. Kasumi's pretty much strength, but uh, she doesn't really have as much confidence as herself. She, I would say she is smarter than Knuckles, way smarter, that's for damn sure. But she is, 
she has some definitely some strengths to her. Not as much as the guild leader, but she can definitely hold her own. Uh, her ability requires the use and function of her katana. Whereas with Kaede's ability, it required is basically something called Akashic Records, where he's granted one power every 24 hours. Later on, he gains a power-up ability where he can store what any said spell he gets in his book, but it takes about 30 minutes to archive and cost a lot of mana. So Honestly, I like that skill. It is a cool it, skill. It is very. I, I will admit... I, I, I know it's like a real, real like, story concept, but when I first heard that his ability was Kashyyyk Records, I'm like, oh, God, not that show. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, not that, today. That's just coincidence. That's a different Akashic Records. That's not today, Satan. Not today. All right. Play these two. Kade is voiced by Brittany Karbowski, and Kasumi is voiced by Tia Ballard. Brittany Karbowski, you've also heard as Kami Utsushimi in My Hero Academia and My Hero 1's Justice 2, Mikoto Misaka in the Accelerate Dex franchise, and Karen Tendo in Gamers, or Karen Tendo, excuse me. Tia Ballo, you've also heard as Mono and Gianyu in Street Fighter V, Happy in Fairy Tale, and Ragnar in My Hero Academia. Yay! So, who wants to take it from here? Oh, uh, I can take the reins on this one. Uh, Brittany Karbowski as Kanade. Uh, she does a good job playing cute, cute little boy. He's doing a good job. He's a good little friend. He's, he's just kind of chill. I get the vibe that, uh, Kanade is a very quiet but studious kid. Definitely doesn't have a lot of friends. Maybe somebody who's a little bit antisocial, possibly... With some sort of like so social disabilities, but he does a good job interacting with people when it comes to MMO RPGs, and he just naturally bounces off of somebody like Maple, because Maple is just a ball of sunshine, and just her her smile and radiance is just absolutely infectious. So she just tagged him along. Uh, I very much sort of overanalyze this character a little bit, but I think Brittany Karbowski uh, does a good job playing the good little boy. And Caustic Records a pretty cool power, and he seems like a natural fun fit. He seems a little more low energy compared to some of the more high energy players uh, in the party. I think it bounces out very nicely. I'm really impressed, actually, with Tia Ballard as Kasumi, because I, I like. T is a little more higher. She's more recognizable for her naturally higher-pitched, squeakier girls. This is a much more deeper, sultry swordswoman, and I dig it. I think it's really cool, really interesting, really distinct. And Kasumi is a lot of fun. She's super cool. She has great chemistry. Uh, with, uh, Maple and Sally. I like her fight with Sally, and then the little three-way battle. I love her interacting with Maple. I, I adore, like, her particular delivery when Maple's trying to show her something, and Maple becomes a woolly, and then she becomes a poison woolly, and she can't get out, and she's just rolling around panicking, and I just love Tia's little, 
My goodness, I could just watch this all day. Yeah, because she can't do anything. Because she can't do anything. But she just kind of loves watching Maple just sort of, like, bounce around. It's like, every time, like, Maple summons them all, they're like, ah, shit, what'd she do this time? (laughs) Yeah. Because one day she's a giant sheep. Another day she's got a giant turtle. Oh, God. Oh, I love the scene where uh, her and Sally watch the power she gets and she just decides i'm gonna be i'm gonna have psychokinesis and i'm gonna make my turtle big and i'm gonna ride this turtle and i'm gonna pour poison acid on my enemies and just a little scream and they're both like what oh i love that so much no but i love i love the sort of cool battle like the cool battle samurai that uh, Kasumi is, and Tia does uh, does a really good job making her sound a little deeper and like sultrier than it usually would. She to me has big sister energy, and I I really dig that a lot. I think Tia is actually like probably like one of the stronger performances in the show. Actually, probably up there with uh, the actress who plays Maple in particular. I think Kasumi is definitely the other big standout of this dub, and I think Tia does a great job. Alright, Steph, you want to go to Dex? Sure, I'm just looking through more of, um, more of Tia's roles in particular, because it's like, I know Andrew was saying it's a different tone of voice. She has used that voice before. It's not that she, it's not that she doesn't use the voice, but it's a, it's a, it's always a It's an underplayed aspect of her vocal registry. Yeah, Yeah. 100%, because like, I could see, like, uh, she's used a similar tone in Darwin's game, believe it or not. Dar- oh, God, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't default to Darling in the Franks, which, like, look. I'm not- I was just thinking that. So. Cause, cause oh, the- I mean, sure, I guess you could. Um, she's also used a similar tone in, I just fucking saw this one, too. Where the frig is it? Um, no... No. No. Uh, Rage of Bahamut, kind of. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Ah, Damn no, this is the cool. one I was looking for. Prison School. Prison School was the one I was looking for. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even remember what she sounds like in Prison School. Very similar, because you know which character she is, right? In Prison School? She's the president. She's the one in charge and threw the boys in jail in the first place. What? Yeah. That's her. Yeah. Wait. She's, um, Mari. Mari Kurihara. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot she was that character. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, it's not that, it's a a rare occurrence that Tia gets to use a, a lower register, like, kind of like an alto tone to her voice because you usually see her like I'm using music as an equivalent. You usually kind of hear in like the soprano range or, or kind of in the soprano range but this is obviously more of an alto kind of tone for it. And Kasumi Kasumi's always is such a fun joy. She kind of is this she kind of comes off in a way as like the stoic character in a way um traditional might be more of 
the word to describe it. Be considering Kasumi, how she's dressed, it's seemingly, seemingly like traditional Japanese like garb as a, like a samurai. It's proper or, or honorable are words I'd use too. Yeah. yeah. So that that's kind of like, based on that, I, that's kind of the personality that Tia gives off as Kasumi. Though realistically, she's probably role-playing hard. Probably. So Tia uses like a strong, strong, mature voice for Kasumi, and I think it works very, very well. Um... And I do, I, I will admit, I do like those moments where <laughs> where either her among the rest of the group are just like, what the fuck did Maple get into this time? Oh no, really? What else can she really do? And then I have to bring this back a little bit to um, circle back to um, Caitlyn as is. Well, at least she's on our side. Yeah. Ah, uh, all her all her friends could just laugh nervously as Maple <laughs> kills another god and absorbs its powers. <laughs> well, she's on our side. Um, Maple no, will kill all of the Norse gods and absorb their powers into her own being yeah. until she is nigh unstoppable. Yeah, accurate. Um, and she'll still be cute as a button. <laughs> no, but I really like... I really like Tia's tone of voice, and it adds another layer to the dynamic of Maple Tree, because the majority of the characters are, like, either, like, really cutesy, like, kind of higher register. You have Iz, who kind of is not the highest register compared to some of the younger girls, but she is kind of still up there. Tia kind of brings in a lower register and brings in a different dynamic into the group, which is very nice, and I like, I appreciate it and like it. Um, Brittany as Kanade, I really enjoy Brittany as well, kind of has like, see, here's my thing. I'm an idiot. I thought Kanade was a girl. <laughs> so the note I, to... to be fair, it's hard to distinguish for me, for, I guess. He looks bit. pretty ambiguous <laughs> non-binary anyway. Here, here, right. Here's the thing, this, because apparently, uh, according to some people, the, a lot of people read the web novel for this back in the yeah. day, and they kind of misgendered him to the point that the Japanese site had to stay officially on the website. So 100% Kanade is a boy. Until we could get further up in the light novels, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> my note gets thrown out the window just a tiny bit then, because <laughs> I thought Kanade was a girl. Um, and Brittany has this kind of tomboy's... To adds like a tomboy flair to the cast and th that's the note I wrote down but again this is under the assumption Kanade is a girl um, so because of that the, the tone of voice I think works very well for like a younger sounding boy um, I'm assuming that boy had not hit puberty maybe he's in like middle school or something I don't know um, but I think it really works uh, Brittany has voiced little boy characters before um, Blackstar this is not thankfully though Sweet baby Jesus. Um, I need to watch Solar. It's been fucking years. God, that show's still cool. Oh, man. I would, I could go for a rewatch of that, too. Oh, same. Same, dude. Same. But, um, no. I, I really like the tone of voice that Brittany gives to Kanade. Because it's, it's, with the character design and the character model, it's, it's just, it sounds young enough for it to work. And it also gives... Like, Kanade also has some fun little snarky, like, fun moments, too. And when you first meet Kanade, it's just kind of out of the blue. 
Like, Sally is swimming in the water and just exploring and trying to get um, medals, because this is the second event where this happens. And she comes out of the water, and she's like, where did the sandcastle come from? Where's Maple? And behind the sandcastle, Maple and Kanade are playing um, Othello. Yeah. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. Like... Oh, it's Othello. Okay. It's Othello, is the game they're playing. <laughs> it's just like... He's like, I win, and he's like, well, who, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this kid? <laughs> like, out of nowhere. So, Kanade is very, Kanade is a little fun little addition. I really like Brittany uh, as Kanade, adding my notes, adding a tomboyish flair, but, uh, uh, I mean, Kanade's a boy, so there goes my note out the window. Remember, this is what the Japanese site stated, until right. more the light novels and stuff come out, you know. Right, so stick with that for we, the time we, being. So right, we, I have to go with the assumption though for right now, based on that. Um, but who knows? But yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was kind of as well. Uh, yeah, I I think I think the reason the part of why you might be confused is not only does Kanye look ambiguous, but Brittany Kabowski. You normally when you hear Brittany Kabowski. And roles she takes on her usual tone to she only maybe distinguishes it a little bit slightly for different types of characters. Yeah, it's true. but it's always her. You can generally tell it's always her. Yeah, except for the later shows, uh, one of which was Gleipnir. My God. Oh, Gleipnir! Oh, baby! <laughs> Gleipnir is an adventure and a half for Brittany. Oh boy. Ah, perfect for a day like this, but, uh... <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah, there's the reference you wanted me to make. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so, yeah. The the fact that he'll play the boy, as far as we know, according to official sites, she did very good, you know? It, it wasn't really very much out of her, but she did very good with what she was given, even if she does... Like, show up a little later, or maybe not at all, depending on seeds. But she's very good at being the tactician of the group. Yeah. Now, Tia Ballard, on the other hand. Yeah, when you see, when you hear Tia in these kinds of shows, yeah, she generally has a high pitch kind of shows. But when she's playing a character like Kasumi, who's very reserved, it is, it is something different. If I can gather. I, I mean, I know she did a very good job playing this character, but for why you gather at least look at the Japanese covers of the later novels, I think this character was more decent than what the light novel has, because with the light novels, you kind of see her with, like, this, a similar kind of setup, except she has, like, Sarashi around her. She looks closer, more to gangster than what we see here. So really? I that, yeah, if That's you got a... If you have Android or or iPhone, you can look at the you can look up the books at the store. But yeah, the, the Japanese cover she looks a little different. And I wonder myself, is that how she was supposed to actually be portrayed? I want to know the context of this. And this, is, this is the light novels. Yeah. Okay, let me check. I'm. Gonna, you can keep talking. I'm just looking. Yeah, so when I heard Tia's character, you don't hear very often with that voice, so the fact that she kind of had to restrain herself a bit, because, let's be honest, the voice we know her as is a natural voice. Let's mm -hmm. be honest. Right. So the fact that she had to show some restraint for this character, even though this character 
deep down has like some affinity for certain things in life, let's admit. She did very well maintaining those emotions, especially trickling some down when she needed to. Cause let's be honest, she really liked that war dress, she just didn't want to say anything. And I think it, she, I think she, we're here she's just like, no! Oh, okay, hold on. Ah, is it volume five? I think so. Cause I think I I just found it. Okay. Yeah, ah. I wasn't entirely, I wasn't entirely sure if that was her. I was like, what? Huh? Okay, interesting. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun when we get them later on. But that's more in the final thoughts. But Tia did very very well as Cosme. Like Andrew said, I think she's also one of my favorites. Uh, Maple notwithstanding, but. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more curious about that character, to be honest, because judging from her height, she looks to be older than Maple, so I want to know what her deal is. Like, and that, Again, that's also something I'll get to final thoughts later on. But I would I would gauge to think that Kasumi is and Kuromu are probably about the same age. That's my guess. Obviously, the twins are younger. Kanade might be just a tad bit younger than Maple and um, Sally. But, um, that's honestly, 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 I could look up the wiki right now, but I don't want to cheat for this episode. Eh, that's a story for yeah. today. Speaking of stories, are we ready to move on? Last two, last two, last two. All right, all right. Let's, now, let's... now we get to talk about the girl who just broke everything and her wife, and her wife. All right, all right, all right. Originally. These two are gonna be separate, but you can't separate these two. No, nah, nah. No. They're just gals being pals. Oh god damn it! I I'm trying to figure out what to call this section now, but it's either gonna be that or pretty good for reasons I'll explain. But uh, yeah, we have our main two characters. They're we a power have... couple through and through. That's what they are—the power couple. <laughs> we have Risa, who goes in game by Sally. And we have Kaede who goes in game by Maple. Now the whole thing about this is Maple got into the game because Sally wait, why about oh, Kaede got into the game because Risa kinda coerced her to buy the game and she states in the show that she could have said no, but she didn't want to refuse every time Risa makes that kind of face. Mm. So she so Risa tells her to enjoy the game, but she can't get in because Cause she school. has to stay much like Maple, but... Because it's very clear that she has high responsibilities and the pressures of trying to be a top student and all of that from her over overbearing family. But she still you, manages you, you, to balance her work her work casual balance and also be a gamer, too. Yeah, you think that. Also, you also find out that Risa is a professional gamer of sorts. Yeah! As indicated, the, as indicated by the trophies in episode one. Yep, she has some trophies on her shelves, yep. I forgot about that part. That's that's a throwaway thing that you never see again in the show, though. Zeta. Yeah, that and the little buddy that looks like the administrator, too, but... Anyway... What's all said that she's able to get through? She joins kind of in the game who goes down by Maple, because in-game it's kind of rude to use your real name. As a matter of fact, I found out... Well, you find out... Kaede goes by Maple because Kaede in English means Maple. Is Maple, Maple yeah. Yep. But and what which, which, it, it's, it, which makes 
her turtle syrup all the more adorable. Mm-hmm. Which is, but what she also did though is that Risa goes by the name Sally because with Sally, it's an added grab of Risa. But anyway, you find you find out that uh, Maple Maple, guardian angel, a devil, a machine god, a monster. She's a monster. She goes by <laughs> goes by many facets. Oh, God. She's just maple. Maple is maple. Like maple she, is maple. Maple breaks the. Case. Her heart is big. Her head is empty. She's trying to have a good time, and she is just picking up anything that's gonna give her a fun time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause oh, with maple, she, cause with maple, she protect. She hardly attack, but most importantly, she eats ladybugs as a snack. <laughs> she be, she eats many things as snack, snacks, snacks. Yeah, but anyway. before, you, before you get right into it, I just wanted to throw out a little factor because I said I found out. So I found out originally when I was watching this. If <laughs> in the chat, I don't know if what you be called saying. I don't know if you're trying to make a play on things. Or, in the Japanese, Kaede Hanjo. Mm-hmm. It's voiced by Kaede Hondo. And if you look at her picture on a and right now, uh-huh. she looks just kind of just like Maple. Huh. huh. Fancy that. Yeah. Fancy that. <laughs> That's kind of but, but this is Dub Talk and we're here to talk about the dub. Let's so talk about please. the best girls. Let's talk about the best girls. Sally is voiced by Jane Saxton. And Maple is voiced by Mega Shipman, Jade Saxton. You've also heard this. Hell, Nebula Med- Medusa is Smite. Matobi Mayanaka in the Kiba's Troop, Kana in Fairy Tale, Akatsuki in Lock Horizon, and Itsuka Kendo in My Hero Academia, and My Hero Academia, My Hero Wants Justice 2. That is this. Why, why do you keep I- saying both My Hero and the game? B- because it's- my whole intent was video game role. Roll the most famous four. Roll the currently in. I keep saying my hero and my heroes watch justice because she's in the game as well. That's it. Okay, got it. I was just like, okay. You done? Yeah, it, it, it. Megan, we gotta talk about Megan. Yes, Megan should be. You've also heard this. Regina in Fire Emblem Heroes. Homer, Doctor Stone, Hardenbaru, Kunikida, Love Life Sunshine. The Brava and My Hero Academia and Alba Susikaze New Game. So who wants to go first on this? Me! I do! <laughs> Alright, All right. let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with Jada Sally. Because... <laughs> so, the first of all, the dynamic between Maple and Sally is very, very fun. Because Sally <laughs> is the more experienced gamer, and she's basically trying to teach her best friend how the fuck MMORPGs work. And Jade does give off that, like, kind of mentor vibe rather well. Um, Sally, <laughs> Sally, though, also likes to be a little shit grumbling. <laughs> and, um, she has her moments of, like, sadisticness to her, too. <laughs> Cause um during the second event, the metal event, where uh, where it gets to the point where they're trying to like find metals like by exploring areas and things like that, they it kind of starts become like dwindling down. And everybody's getting metals. 
And then Sally's like, okay, I think at this point it's time to go fight some people to get medals from them. And, like, <laughs> like the joke the joke is that maybe that Maple is, like, a monster or a demon or something like that. But Sally is also some kind of goddamn demon or monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's displayed when she goes after some some bitches for some medals. And the, like the sc- like the, the sky turns all red and then just Sally's just like smiling menacingly cuz she's having a fucking blast. It was just so funny. And Jade just has such a fun spunk and a fun charm that just comes off so well as Sally and it's a great great performance and I think a wonderful dynamic to go off of uh, Megan's maple <laughs> to which oh boy. <laughs> I know we said the twins are adorable yet deadly, but Maple is like the epitome of adorable but deadly right here. Because Maple just runs into the craziest of situations and gets the craziest of skills and powers out of that and just straight up breaks the game every second she gets just by happenstance. And it's just so fun. Because she just, oh my god. And Megan, because Maple's still relatively new to the game, and Maple is learning just like we are in a way, <laughs> she, I'm sorry, it's so funny and so cute. And it's just like, hey guys, I want to show you what, I, well, I want to show you my new skill. And, and the rest is just like, oh no, oh no, what did she do now? And she just, she's just like, machine god! And then she just starts shooting lasers. It's like, with a smile on her face. And it's just like, oh no. Maple, why? Like, Megan makes it the sweetest and most endearing kind of character that you can love. But it also works very well with those comedic moments because of the fact that Maple tends to break the fucking game. I'll be honest. After she literally, like, turns her shield into a giant demonic egg and burrs herself into a giant forearm demonic kaiju, transforming into a giant robot armament seems tame in comparison. (laughs) Yeah. Atrocity! Oh, and I want to give some kudos to the engineering and mixing team now that you've said that, um, for Monster Megan. Because <laughs> it's an... Yeah. Because obviously some filters and some, like, voice modifications were in play there, and it just was... Somehow they made it sound menacing. But when Megan talks as the Monster Kaiju, it's still Kaiji, adorable. It's still adorable. <laughs> and I just get a kick out of it so much. Now you, now you see okay. why you can mix it to uh, okay, I might completely ruin this. Oh no. What'd you it's do? It's adorable in the way that it sounds like a filter almost akin to uh, Nina Tucker. Fuck off! Everyone. It's Be No, fine. no. I'm thinking about it. It's the same like vocal tone mm-hmm. like the the engineering of it it sounds really similar now that i think about it oh i hate that you made that comparison and now i can't unhear it because you're not fucking wrong oh no he's not wrong it's 
probably a similar It's method. probably a very similar filter, yeah. Oh, no. I can't unhear it now, and I hate it. <laughs> babe, I hate it here. Fuck. You live here now, babe. I know. Why did I do that to myself? Anyway, no, Megan is precious and adorable as Maple, and <laughs> and the comedic timing is there. Granted, you don't need a lot of comedic timing with Maple because this shit writes itself, in all yep. honesty. This shit writes itself, and like the scenarios that Mabel gets herself into just write themselves. That you don't really, like, Megan doesn't have to do too much stretching of like comedic chops because of how the show is already laid out for her but she still has a lot of fun with it and i really literally love obviously obviously if it hasn't been stated yet this is obviously my favorite performance in the show because it's just so cute and precious and deadly and like oh my god maple breaks everything and it's great i oh minor side note too i love when um after the second event, when um, she and Sally go to school, and Sally mentions, mentions yeah, you just gotta be careful, because, like, y even though it was, like, two, three hours, your body thinks that you were in a game for five days, so your reflexes might be a little wonky. And <laughs> freaking Maple just starts, every second, yeah. like, something happens, she's just, like, poison, ready to fight, and then Sally's just like, Kaede, Kaede, no. Like... Like, no, don't do that. It was so cute. But no, Megan is 100% my favorite. It's so precious. You stole my notebook, and I know why you stole it. Okay. Yeah, I, I had it for when I talk about Maple, because I wrote one line in particular that kills me every time. Yep. But I should probably open up and talk about her wonderful, supportive girlfriend, wife, slash no homo life partner. <laughs> Uh, Sally! Uh, Jade Saxton is very sassy, spunky, and sometimes deadly as Sally. Uh, she's got, I, she's got a really cool play style as the swashbuckler. She's a real speedster, but you can tell she's got a lot of power behind her slings and some really cool ninja techniques. But no, she's very funny. I, I think my favorite part about her delivery is her befuddlement every time uh maple has a new thing to show i love whenever jade gets to do a little what <laughs> every yeah. every time maple comes it, back it, with it's a new it's thing. not even just wait what it's what it's just that little like I, I i love the little like inflection and like way she holds that it's so funny but no, she's very sweet. She's very fun. Jade's really fun. It does a lot of this. Uh, there is no heterosexual explanation for for you and your best gal going to going to eat outside of uh, eat a di dinner with the stars eating literal starshine where you b turn rainbow colors. Also, the fact that you hatch two eggs together, yep. you get matching wedding rings, and they, they are like bonds of fate or something like that, and you are now parents. That dinner scene, you think that's what Megan means by tasting the cosmos? <laughs> Considering they fucking basically tasted the cosmos, too! God damn it! 
No, this is more of the taste of rainbow thing. By the way, happy <laughs> happy Pride Month at the time of this recording. Yeah, happy Pride Month. Jamal just posted this in our Bofuru chat. Yeah, we gay. Keep scrolling. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jade is very good as Sally. Uh, she's a ton of fun. Megan Shipman, though, steals the entire fucking dub, and she pretty much sells it pretty much on her back. She is sweet. She is precious. She is adorkable. She is a good little bean. She sells how funny she is. She sells how adorable she is. I love also when she does those little biting, chopping noises. When she decides, I have no weapon. I am going to die. I'm going to nibble at this thing and consume its flesh and consume its power. That's why she is Kirby. That's why she's Kirby. She's oh, literally Kirby. She's a god killer. It's, you're not it's, wrong and I hate it. But no... I think my favorite line to delivery, not only from Megan Shipman, but of the entire dub, is just with a smile when they are in the ocean, her method of defeating a boss when she has no vi she has infinite vitality, but no movement speed, so she can't swim. So she decides to summon her poisonous hydra to poison the entire water around her, and she says, in the most cute, adorable, sing-songy way, Let's turn this sea of beauty into a sea of poisonous death. And it oh, kills yeah. me every time. It's I, so cute. But God, no. Uh, Megan Shipman is perfect as Mabel. She sells every bit of charm, sweetness, innocence, while also being a really cool, like, action badass gamer girl. But, oh God, she's just... She, she is so sweet, so funny. Maple's an accidental badass is what her character is. Pretty much. Yeah. But no, Me Megan Megan Shipman as as Maple is just charmingly infectious. It it's puts a, a grin on my delight. face. It puts a grin on my face every time. I love it. And yes, no, uh, Maple and Sally are girlfriends, wives, slash basically in a committed relationship with children already you cannot convince me otherwise there's no heterosexual explanation for are, you, are you good bud i'm good i'm good okay all right is it me or do they look like the pretty cute couple from uh, weathering with you it's been a hot minute since i watched weathering with you i have to remember now okay that's... sorry that anyway. reference went over my head sorry Oh, I was, I was going to say Precure flat out, but I know none of y'all watch Precure. Nope. So, neither have I, so don't worry about that. Okay, good. We're not alone here. But yeah, starting with uh, Jade's side. Jade's, it's very good. You know, it's, it's amazing how we've come into a decade now where you hear Jade play various types of characters. One is the, well, the gun, pretty much the gung-ho, the Genki girl, I guess, if you will, but, uh. Yeah, she she is kind of infectious to Maple. Is Maple is infectious to everybody. Her play this athletic type that's just she pretty much adores her partner. That's adores her partner, loves her partner, cares for her partner. Let's be honest. I I would even think the light novel would kind of make it out to be so. To be honest, but haven't haven't seen her play. It's funny because. The moment, one of the moments that really clicked for me with Jade as this character, it also kind of pertains to Andrew's favorite line of the show, is yeah. this, uh, see a wild, to see a poisonous death. I'm just looking at this scene and I'm like, 
that actually worked? And, at the, and then my second later, Jay said, that actually worked? And I'm like, yep, we are, we're pretty much on the same brainwave with Maple at this point. It's like, you know, I should be concerned, but I love and care for her too much to do that, you know? Jay did, Jay did very well with this character. I gotta give him props on that, but what? But I gotta give more props to Megan Shipman because, my God, when you hear him play cute characters, you hear him play cute characters, but cute characters can be deadly as a combo in and of itself because, let's see. She don't know how the game works. She does her own thing. At one point, <laughs> and this goes back to the chat locks, you find out that, uh, there's a squad to watch over her regarding Maple. It's like, it's the, it's one of the cutest things, but also one of the creepiest things. Watching Megan play Maple is very funny, very endearing. Especially with all the things she has to go through with the administrators nerfing her to get all these upgrades out of nowhere to just badly do her skill sets. And the one time she does try to go for a skill individually, she gets a different one. <laughs> it was just kind of funny too. I think one of my favorite scenes is when she's battling the uh, machine gun because it's just her versus Damon Mills. That is and Damon like, Mills, the machine god. We were trying to figure that out last night. I was like, yeah, as soon as we looked at it, I was actually pretty convinced with you. It's like, yeah, no, that's, that, that's probably Yeah, too. Yeah, she, point, she pointed it out on Twitter. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. It was like the most intense thing I ever heard. No, also that... I love I love the hyper detailed mech transformation. Like they they actually yeah. put like the time and effort in that too. It looked good. Yeah, and that and uh, when she takes on the uh, when she takes on me in the fourth event. Oh yeah. Because she also had to play the mech trump card at that point, and it was just probably the most craziest thing I've ever seen. Especially when me tries to self-destruct on her. I forgot to bring oh, that up with Terry Doe, because that, that scene was so goddamn intense. I almost considered it for a W. Almost. But I was like... It, it was it was difficult, but... But for what it's worth, Megan does very well with... Usually does very well with these kinds of characters, but Maple is a whole different world in and of, it, of, her, of herself. And especially with the monster scene. My God. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not to mention play with the, uh, the the two little pets, uh, Obero and the yes! Syrup. Syrup. She's raising those kids right. Yeah, syrup is precious. Syrup. I like the fact that her that her wife goes off to work that day and she has to look after the kids. <laughs> and, and her wife going to. Her, her wife going to work in this scenario is her PKing everybody and turning into an edgelord and slaying everybody in her wake. <laughs> you know, like a good lesbian, Jesus. like a good le Jesus. lesbian knife wife would. Jesus Christ, the bloodshine Sally's eyes, man. Like... Uh, again, like all of a sudden, mas like masochistic, not mas sadistic, sadistic. Thank you, sadistic Sally comes out to play. It's like, oh my god. It's like bitches are gonna get broken. Yeah, but overall these two did a very good job and uh 
you see we had a lot to say, so I think let's go to final thoughts, so... Uh, my final thought, uh, Sally tops, but Maple is a secret power bottom. God damn it, oh. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. He had to get one more in there, I guess. Um... I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> Listen, we bring Andrew on on this show for one reason and one reason alone. For fun little Oi. jokes. <laughs> Oi, Sunday's gonna be fun. Look, y'all know what I'm about at this point. <laughs> We've been doing this for five, six years. We know what you're about at this point. Yeah, Sunday's gonna be a fun time. Uh, anyway... Uh, final thoughts. Fuck it, I'll go first. Bovary is one of those cute little shows that might have gone under the radar for some folks, but maybe not so much. I mean, the show got an L.E. out of it, uh, so yep. maybe not. But, um, if, you ha- if you're one of the few people who has not watched Bovary yet, it's very cute and adorable. Um... It is. It, is, it does have its action, but oh my god! I think the, I think the best qualities of Bofuri is the comedic elements of it, and the dub really does shine with those moments. It has fun on the writing side, the casting side, and performances. Um, but I think what pulls it together is the comedy and the du- direction of Natalie for sure, um, pulling it all together and making this one seamless, flowing comedic, f- comedic romp. Um, with with Megan Shipman at its head because fucking Mabel Maple is it just breaks everything and it's with a smile on her face. But no, if you haven't seen the dub of um, Bofuria, please go watch it. It's very cute. This is a very cute, very charming, very fun show. I enjoy it quite a lot. I'll admit I wasn't sold on it initially in the early episode or two, but as it started picking up a little more with Maple and her group chemistry, as well as her just continuing to stack up the absurd abilities she gets, basically just breaking the entire game balance, it becomes a whole hoot. I don't quite care for the drama so to speak, I, I wouldn't even say it's really drama. It's more like action battles. It, it, that's kind of like to me like the weakest stuff in it. But I think there's a lot of fun, creative like scenarios and fun, silly little moments that I think it at least still works out. Uh, the dub is a lot of fun. It's pretty good. It's solid. And with one or two standout performances in particular that really make it Megan Shipman as uh, Maple in particular, is a treat that is worth the price of admission on its own. But yeah, no, uh, the crew and the, and the cast did a very good job with this one. This is a charming little show. You might as well give it a watch. Yeah, so my thing about this is, I, got, I, I didn't really start out watching the Japanese or anything when the show was announced, because I thought... This is why I said I was going to bring up My Hero for a different reason. Because I thought, My Hero, because with My Hero, it looks like one of those shows that, like, it takes out elements from, like, other stories and it, it makes it its own thing. But what makes it stand out is how it's executed and everything. So when I saw that the dub was announced, I gave it a watch. Partially because of the cast, mostly because this was Natalie's first gig. And so what you 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 can see over the past year and a half how floored I was by this show. Again, if you are the Discord I'm on, you can see my avatars me from the Flame Emperor's Guild. 
So the fact that uh, this show is kind of impressive and the fact that Yen Press announced they had licensed the manga light novels, I really had, I really had started checking this out, checking this show out constantly, like, I mean, I don't really notice the drama as much, but, uh, every, everything was executed very well, you know, and the th I think what I realized now with the whole thing about is, if you look at some of the, uh, the specs on uh, some of the characters, like, you know, Maple's more, Walker Tank, more to defense, the Hammer Sisters are to attack, Sally's into agility, see how reserved Kuromu can be. I think there's some some aspect, some kind of social aspect to these characters that either maybe they're lacking something in real life that the game fulfills, or, or it's, so, it's something. I can't explain it, but that's why I, I have a gut feel in my stomach about that, so... But yeah, everybody did very well. This really is a show that you should check out. And if you want to see the show for yourself, it's available streaming on Funimation now. It's uh, $6 a month, $8 a month if you get the premium plan, or $100 a year if you take the top tier plan. There's a 14-day free trial if you want to watch it, or your other titles in your catalog. But make sure if you can't... Make sure to cancel if you wish, if you don't want to continue. Since the credit card is required, and you'll be charged after the trial. Both of me is also available to own our Blu-ray DVD, either a standard edition or a limited edition case. For right stuff, Best Buy or wherever you buy your anime. Also in addition, both of me is available in both light novel and manga form from Yen Press. Volume 1 of each is out right now with Volume 2 on the way this summer, probably after this episode is aired. Uh, but as for us and what we get up to, uh... He is Classy Spartan, aka Andrew. He is a moderator on the Funimation Discord. He's also on another podcast, Podcast to Real Resolutions Podcast or Day with uh, Jet, our buddy Jet. He can also be found on Twitter at Bogaman9000. She is Steph, also Hi. known as Lilac Anime. Also known as Lilac Anime Review. She's the head editor for the Dub Talk Podcast. She tries to keep us in check. I try to. I, I try. I, I'm I'm the boss lady, and I try to sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you also try to keep. Sometimes. Yeah. Y'all get to be crazy. Y'all are crazy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we get to be crazy. Uh, she. I don't know if she's still working out. She has a blog, a Life and Times uh, of a Taku blog spot or WordPress. Life and Times of Taco.wordpress.com, and I do need to up that, up that. I am overdue. However, I am doing another thing, though, and I said it earlier. Yeah, she saw. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were writing a blog about the anime children. Well, that's not done, but uh, <laughs> that's still in the works. But no, um, the fact that uh, I actually have a new computer now, and I can actually stream with the Dub Talk Twitch, so. Yes, yes. At the time of recording this, I'm going to. Do my first limbo stream tomorrow night, so heck yeah. So yeah, we yeah. do also have a Twitch channel where we're getting a little more into all experimenting right. with gaming streams and Yay! stuff. Yay! Yes. So, where, so. where can we find all that fun stuff, Jamal? Oh, I ain't plugged myself yet. Jesus <laughs> Sorry! Jumping the As gun, Bobby. Yes, you are. As for me, I can, I'm the assistant editor for this podcast. We found that Jamstar1 on YouTube, Jamstar529 on Twitter. I plan on doing some uh, essentially solo podcasting myself. 
We will see the near future. Uh, we are many, you are but one. As for the channel itself, it can be found at Dub Talk Podcast on YouTube. We, like they said, we have a Twitch for gaming, which I like. I like. We're talking about a show about gaming. Very appropriate. Very appropriate. We'll get into that. Just today, and maybe every Wednesday, I don't know yet. Uh, Megan's been doing a... I want to say it's not Xenoblade Chronicles. What so, fuck, no, you're right. She's going back and forth between Xenoblade Chronicles yep. 2 and um, tonight at the time of recording this, she started doing Fire Emblem Three Houses as well. So I think she's going to go every other week back and forth on those two games right now. She's Yeah, she's yeah, she's doing that. I know Alba was, try, was doing something with Visual Novels the other day. I'm trying to do something myself with Borderlands, but I don't have the time or the setup to do that, but... Get more into that uh, later day. Uh, I was I wanted to say we have a Tumblr and Instagram, but they're pretty much dead at this yep. point. Yep. But we have but we have a Kofi and a Patreon. Yes, if you want to sponsor us, we are we you can find us on Coffee. Or you can also find us on Patreon. Yes, we also have a Patreon to which if you want to sponsor us, we have a five dollar tier. And uh, supporting us in our five dollar tier, we have Megan's mom and dad. Michelle Travis, Miraculous Corazon, Nico Robin, but with Yowie Heads, Sue Tweets, and Victor May Verona. And our $10 tier, we have Connie Leistercow, Crimson Kinder, Jacob Wilson, J2AK Jared, Julia W., The Artist Currently Known as Lenti, and Otaku Anthony. You are all such wonderful people for supporting us. Side note and, for our patrons, because depending on when this comes out, the next Patreon episode raffle giveaway will be happening very soon for our ten dollar tier. FYI. Yeah. Yes, probably by the time this episode comes out, a raffle will have been held and the winner will be decided. Very more than likely, yes. We do those every mm. um every three months, FYI. So. so before we sign off, any final words? Um Aside from me actually being excited to have a new laptop and I'm going to start doing games because I am a casual video game motherfucking nerd, uh, no. <laughs> I'm tired. So bad. He's been so, so tired lately. Wor- I like working hard, but hard work is tiring. He's been so tired lately, it's not even Believe funny. me, believe me, Andrew, I feel your pain right now. At least you're not in the hospitality industry. Oh, hospitality anyway. retail. Anyways. Oh god. Anyway, from <laughs> office here. Dub. From office here. Dub talk. Good night. Otaku on. Play the world, and keep your expectations ultimately unbalanced. Cool. Break the game, boys and girls. Also, remember to take a break every now and then. Otherwise, you'll rot your brain or something. It's like those little messages where every time you play a Nintendo game. Remember to take breaks every now and then. I can play 20 hours if I want to, Mom! That's the fucking Wii right there. That's what it was. I remember that. Can we log out, please? Oh, God. Can we? Let's do it. Good night, everybody. Good night.